and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name is Sean Bell and I've just had two chicken kebabs for dinner. Could be the start of a breakdown, not sure. Let's find out. Uh, also joined by Matt Murray. Just two kebabs on their own? No beans, yeah. no salad? Okay. It's been a, a, a desperate evening, mate. It's how, are you going to have like, the rest of the side, the side, not the chips and the salad after the pod? Or No, well, I've not made any up. I've got some veg I could just boil and have. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to boil any veg after a two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> that would be, be the most random post pod like ritual ever. Well, I've got to have my board reg. Got the board yeah. veg has got to happen. Otherwise, it's not a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't sleep without it. Uh, also joined by James Farley. Hello. What have you had for dinner, mate? I had spaghetti bolognese. It was nice. It wasn't Classic. very good though because Chen made no? it and she's not that great. <laughs> at it. It's like no, no. She's she's really good at cooking a lot of stuff, but it's uh, not one of it's not just not food. Time. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's not very good. It's, I tell her, to, I mean, every time I say like you need to add like a bit of ketchup to it, it gives it a little bit more sort of flavour to it, but she <laughs> won't do it. And uh, yes, it's not very good. Jesus, well, have you not made it for her with ketchup so she can see the difference? I've done it many times. I mean, it's usually me that does it, but I was like in the you know like tonight, so she did it and it just wasn't that great. And she just doesn't believe in ketchup in bolognese. Yeah. Does she actually not agree with you? Has she tried yours and thinks it's shit? No, no. She she said it was it was better, but she okay. just doesn't want to do it. I don't know why. She, right. I think she's just trying to spite me. To be honest, I, I, I can know. admire that. Yeah. <laughs> right, housekeeping. Um, we are not far off now from doing our live show at EGX Res this year on Saturday, the sixth of April. Um, we're in the Fringe Theatre at four pm. Um, you don't like just a normal ticket. It's fine. You don't have to pay extra to come and see us because I don't think we'd get away with that even if you tried. <laughs> no one, no one would be there. <laughs> Um, yeah, just come along. It will probably be pretty good. James won't be there, sadly, but Dave will, so he swings and roundabouts. Um, uh, after that, we're going to have a meet at the Mineries. Um, it's, it's apparently a 60-second walk from Tower Hill Tube. Uh, we'll be there from about 6.30-ish. Um, we've got a website now, thanks to Matt. We've got a lovely website at thecomputergameshow.com. Um, it's, still got, it's still working. It's still, yeah, it hasn't fallen apart yet. Which, yeah, I mean, I never thought it would, but you've seen... with, the, with the YouTube API, but so it's not showing our latest <laughs> videos, but that's not my fault. That's a YouTube no. thing. Yeah. Trust me. They've got bigger problems YouTube at YouTube get blamed for a lot these days. Well, and, they, have, they really um, have. I'm, we're probably quite far down the list. <laughs> um, we also stream loads, in case you weren't aware. Um, every Wednesday, Matt streams Resident Evil 2 at half eight. Um, currently finishing Claire's B yeah, campaign. Yeah, yeah. I that, mean, like, this Wednesday, tonight if you listen to this, I should be should have Claire's B campaign finished and then the game Shit. is officially off my plate. Um, Fuck. I, I've been racing through it. I'm sure we're covering what you're playing, but I'm racing through it. But tonight <laughs> should be the end of Resident Evil 2 for me, so I'm quite excited. Cool. Um, every Friday, 9 o'clock, James plays weird Twin Peaks sort of rip-off Deadly Premonition, <laughs> which yeah. I gather also is, is not, well, it's not going too well. No, it's, it, it was better. This week was better. Okay, okay. It, was, it was yeah, it was significantly better. But uh, yeah, I mean, how much, much of this week's last week's stream can you remember, James? What do you mean? Well, last week's stream that was when you you ended it because you had too much to drink. Wasn't that the case? <laughs> that that is what happened. Yeah, I mean, so I got... how, how much of the last stream can you recall? The, well, the last ten minutes were a bit hazy, and so I went back and watched it because I was like, oh, did I say anything really bad or anything like that? But no, it was it was okay. You just uh, yeah, I just got to the stage where I just couldn't, I couldn't go on because my head was throbbing, and I just thought, what's the decided I have like four massive bottles of beer. Like, what? Ha- what was it? A bad week? I don't want to go into that, Matt. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so uh, every Sunday, Matt also streams Bloodborne at 8.30. Um, and then every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, I play a random indie game, which usually I keep a secret until the stream starts, because... Sometimes I feel like if I tell you what the game is beforehand, you might not turn up and fuck you, I'm not letting you do that. So <laughs> yeah, if you are enjoying the streams or even if you couldn't really give a shit, if you've got an Amazon Prime sub, then you also have Twitch Prime and you can go on our channel and you can every month, you can just give us a give us a little sub for free. It doesn't cost you anything, but it gives us some money. Literally creates money out of nothing. It's just yeah, true. It's a magic it's a real, money it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, it's literally a magic money tree. It does exist. Um, but seriously, it does help us out a lot, um, and we really appreciate it. Um, I think that's it. Feedback? That's it for, that's it for House Game. Yeah, lovely. Here's, let's get on to the old, uh, the old feedback. Um, yeah, well, th- this is this has been a point of contention in the WhatsApp group in the last few weeks, <laughs> but I'll read Ricky Cartwright's email. Hi, all. I have some beef with the podcast. Um no. I mean, I don't agree. I don't agree with his next line. But Matt, as the new main one, it is your responsibility <laughs> to lay down the law to Sean, grow a backbone, and tell him that he has had lots of opportunities to play Life is Strange season two, episode two, and it's now too late. You're kicking him out of the spoiler cast, and are going to record the new spoiler cast this week with just you, James, and Dave. As a loyal TCGS listener, I feel like you owe me this. Please give me what I am owed now. Love and hugs. That's right. And also SNW Tweed. I've already forgot what happened in episode two of Life is Strange 2. Any chance you guys could do some sort of recap on the podcast? Maybe a separate podcast so as not to annoy the other listeners. That's a great you know, suggestion. I, I would love that because I can't remember what happened on it either. <laughs> and it's which and, is and a you problem. didn't write down notes, did you, James, when you no, were No, I didn't it? do that, no. And so yeah, I've completely forgotten. I mean I, I can remember bits and pieces. Is that but memorable, yeah. Not much, yeah. I mean, this is this is part right. So I I haven't got any like actual good excuse for not doing this. I is this promised- when we all bollock you and like oh you you twat you Sean. So I I was going to play it last Sunday and then Child was being an asshole all weekend and I was like Do you know what? I'm just going to have to get an early night and then he was actually fine and I could have stayed up and played Life is Strange too but I didn't. Um, also, I mean, it hasn't helped that you guys have been sort of lukewarm about it. I think that's that sort of held me back from being like, yeah. yeah I, I guess if I was like, oh, um, this is essential, then yeah, you would have rushed to it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, um, yeah. I was lukewarm. I mean, others I spoke to have have really enjoyed it. I think actually, Dave said he really massively enjoyed it, um, mm-hmm. and it definitely has some moments in it. And I think it'd be yeah. well, well worth discussing. So I can't wait to do this podcast. Yeah, no, when I, we get it, around yeah, to it. Like I said, I don't have any like actual good excuse. Um, I therefore pledge that I will get it done this week um, this by the week. time we do the next episode. And then, yeah, hopefully next week we can find an evening to uh, do the spoiler cast. Yeah, definitely. Because that will be good. I mean, I mean, um, uh, James, I know you said you didn't write taking notes. I wrote like, notes of pretty much every, like, you know, a few seconds of uh Don't of you just the, find that really annoying? Because it's like, you know, well, if, I've, if I've you're got trying to, to, my if memory is so bad. Game, you're trying to sit there and like immerse yourself in a game, and then every second you're like, "Oh, I better write this down." And you know, like, what's happened? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I mean, sometimes usually what I do is I just like write a sort of a summary at the end of it after I finish. But writing it while I'm playing, I just feel it. It just breaks up. You know what, what you're doing. Yeah, but yeah, but I, now I, you've got, forgotten got everything. Well, I didn't know you were going to take ages to play it, Sean. Did I? <laughs> it would have been. Do you remember that bad that it's just like, look, give me three weeks, it'll be fine, but. If it gets to that fourth week, it's just gone. It's gone. It's <laughs> gone. I mean, it probably doesn't help with Matt saying that it's about five hours long. You know, like, so that's what I said it's like well. three hours long. 
Just because you put it in like 45 minutes. <laughs> Classic James style. An hour and a half. It's fine. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, but if I don't write notes down, I, I won't remember anything that happened. I've got the worst memory on the planet. Mm. So, uh, Do you ever do the thing of like when you write like a really vague note for yourself and you're like, ah, oh, I'll know what this means. And then a week later, you come back to a scribble that says like, remember to do thing. And he's yeah, he's like, like oh, oh fuck, why did I do that? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't happen so often these days. But like in the past, mm. if I like had a few to drink and I've like written down what I think is a brilliant idea, <laughs> or like one time I wrote like a uh, yeah a best man speech for someone at a wedding, and the next day and like oh this doesn't make sense at all. It's like this <laughs> this would never work in the real world. Uh, yeah, silly old thing, isn't it? What, the, the brain, brain. the brain. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Kurt Lewin uh, has emailed, and last week we talked about the uh, the, the game streaming future, the discless future, because we obviously mentioned that new Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Um, mm. Kurt Lewin, his email uh, is about to start now. One thing that I don't think has been mentioned much around the whole game streaming future thing is that if everything is just streamed to our mobiles, tablets, and even TVs through apps, it will spend the end of the console launch, which is one of my favorite times as a gamer. Not just the launch, but the unveiling of the new console too. Some of my fondest gaming memories are watching the conferences that would reveal new hardware and then the Christmas days as a child or adult where I can unwrap a new console. Those are great times full of excitement that sadly they may be disappearing. Also, as a side question to this feedback, do any of you know if VR will work over streaming? Uh, I'll answer that last one. I mean, it's gonna be, I mean the latency is going to be ridiculous. So I think VR yeah. over streaming is... A, that is a, a far, recipe far, for <laughs> sick. Far, far away in the future. <laughs> but who knows? I mean, maybe... Uh, Maybe uh, maybe Google will change that. Who knows? But a VR over streaming, I think it could be some from some distance away. And yeah, yeah, the whole like, will we lose out on the you know the consoles if it's just through apps on our you know TV or tablets? I think. I mean, unless something changes, I think I, I hope to God there is always a, a place for these consoles. Yeah. Even that. I mean, obviously the new next Xbox. The current rumors there be like a smaller streaming centric one and like a powerful one. Um, and hopefully, hopefully that, that's the case because I would well, definitely miss the excitement of a new console. Absolutely, like, uh, yeah, going to a be... physical actual console in your house is always going to outperform a a remote one that you're you know seeing via an internet connection. So I think like always offering that to people who want it is always going to be a thing. Surely, well, I think I can't at least just not for this next anymore. generation, this isn't going to change. Like this is going to be like. The start of a transition, I think, like with this coming generation. But there's no way it's going to be just this in the next ten years. I don't imagine, largely also, because of, because of yeah, the I internet mean, connections. It, being it, I mean, over here, it's generally I think not so bad. Obviously, there are more rural areas and and stuff where it's, it's not great. But obviously, you always hear about the data caps in America or yeah. stuff in Australia. So, like, if that's the case, like, you know, like we are, you know. I reckon like three generations away, surely from that yeah. sort of stuff. If like, part, I mean, not everyone in America is connected to the internet, and maybe those people who are not connected are just not the audience for this sort of thing. So maybe that's a different conversation entirely. But yeah, although it feels like we we are fast moving into this new streaming future, and people like Google and Microsoft and and other things like that are like that. Okay, you can stream games over over your internet. There's so mm. many other millions of people that aren't a part of that conversation and don't have the internet speeds required. So hopefully, mm. that will always mean, at least for a fair few generations, that there will always be a physical machine that's going to power that. So yeah. There's also all those questions, isn't there, about like sort of ownership and stuff, and how you know once this all goes Game Pass or whatever, then 
you know, what do you own? You know, that kind of thing. It's it is different. But then Yeah, I mean, because as we've said before, like video games have enough of a problem with us not being able to play old stuff and yeah. if everything goes the way of Netflix, where like, oh by the way, next week the license for this game expires, so <laughs> like that would be very shit. Um so, I mean, yeah, it's, the it's... other thing I find interesting about this is, I mean, like, Kurt mentions here, like, this idea of, like, when it's Christmas and it's, like, you know, you go down to, like, unwrap, you know, like, a new console and stuff like that. It's, like, I was just thinking, it's, like, it still goes back to that thing of the origin of, like, video games as being, like, a toy, you know, kind of thing, really. Mm. You know, it's, like, something which you, you buy that is, like, you know, like a toy rather than, like, just a piece of media, which is yeah. kind of what you sort of get from, from other, like, uh, yeah, forms of entertainment. Mm. So yeah, it is it is a shame um, if it does. Yeah, I mean, speaking purely hypothetically, if yeah, so everything went in the way of streaming, would I miss having new consoles every few years? I mean, maybe, but I wouldn't miss having to pay several hundred pounds every time. That's a good point. Comes out, <laughs> and also I can also kind of maybe this isn't going to happen, but in my mind, what they would maybe do to sort of show that is. It's obviously less exciting, but they'll say, okay, there's no new console, but we're... we're okay, how could I describe it? It doesn't sound shit. But essentially, what they might do is, we're updating the servers to 2.0, and that's going to mean, I mean, faster latency or better graphics. Yeah, I, I like can imagine them still... actually saying, like, there's a huge, like, push server side or software side, and actually this is going to massively... It, you know, um, it, it improve graphical quality and latency and fidelity. And if you're like a premium subscriber, you get this stuff now. And I can imagine yeah, totally. them sh- uh, sort of building in software, um, server side upgrades, and that will feel like a new console launch. It won't be the same, but I feel like that's possibly how they'll spin it, maybe. Well, see, yeah, I'm- totally. And if they've got like developers that they basically own, which I, apparently is what Google are doing, um, like, they yeah they can just be like right it's so yeah server upgrade is happening on this date and here are the games that you can only play if you pay a certain extra amount to be able to use the newer servers or whatever yeah so yeah not not as exciting as opening a box and getting a new thing but yeah i can still see that being a thing see i'm still really concerned as to the sort of the gatekeepers are going to be of this new streaming future because Mm -hmm. i mean this this i mean we're going to come on to it maybe a little bit but i mean google have got their event haven't they this week and yeah, I, know, I mean, I guess I just listened to this. It was yesterday, so we're going to hear about this on. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. may be totally wrong about yeah. everything. <laughs> so let's make some wild predictions. Well, because no, it's just <laughs> I've just got this massive fear that it's going to end up in a sort of another race to the bottom as the app stores were. Because I wouldn't trust mm. Google or Apple to run gaming because yeah. I just don't think uh, they just no, it's no, just no, a... no. But you say that, but also I mean uh, I know it's not in the news, but like uh, Jade Raymond announced last week that she's a, a VP at Google now. She hasn't mentioned in what department obviously it's gonna be this this new gaming console whatever this new gaming department whatever whatever they're gonna unveil tomorrow or yesterday as you listen to this so like they're, they're getting some big people in i think like phil harrison's involved they mm-hmm. that they're, they're apparently being caught in developers and and so on and so forth for a while now so it's i feel like this feels like a much more serious play than than anything else that they've done or and if certainly anything apple have done <laughs> Apple's ridiculous when it comes to gaming. Anyway, it's just yeah, I, I, despite having like the App Store and everything, it always just felt like they never really knew what games were or like anything. It's just oh, I remember when I was so excited when I bought the the Apple TV everything version three, not the most recent one, but it's it's yeah. the same. You know, I bought that and like the MiFi pad, and I I bought played a couple of games. I was like, this this is pretty cool, but it just you know died after that. But yeah, but but if Google are taking this seriously enough to get good decent people in from the gaming industry to 
to work on this. So, yeah, who knows? Mm. Obviously, at this point, it hasn't been available to us. We're not sure. Everyone listening to this knows more than we do, <laughs> uh, which actually is, is commonly the case. Um, yeah, I mean... It, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just worried. I mean, all companies are bad and have shady sides, but some are worse than others. And Google's one of those. And it's, I know, it's a concern. Yeah, but Google are just one company. It's not like it, whatever Google do, that's not going to change Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft, is it? I mean, is that what you're that. worried about? That's what Unless I'm worried about, Unless whatever yeah. Google do is so good that the others have to catch up. Well, no, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't even have to be good, does it? It just needs to be cheap or whatever and get enough of the mass market on it. True. And then it can sync everything else like they did with the app stores. Yeah, I guess, I guess that is a worry. But, I, I mean, it's so hard to say. It's, but... But uh, do you not think we've sort of been through that? That race to the bottom has happened on on mobile, and then we've got where we are on mobile. Like, are they suddenly going to say actually all our full price games are now like thirty quid, and and that's the sort of thing that's going to shake up the industry? Like, well, they're all no, they'll be all be on a streaming pass or something. You know, it's like you know, buy Google Game Stream or whatever, and it's like you just pay this one price, and then all the games are free on it or whatever. Yeah, but but, but then Game Pass is doing that, so. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is like, <laughs> I don't like, see what the yeah. point was there. Okay, right. So, so, so Microsoft are bringing everyone to the bottom. Is that what you're saying? It's okay. I mean, it's going to be race to the bottom anyway because everyone obviously just wants to make it much more, much more mainstream. I mean, like the gaming audience is but a fraction of the possible audience who could be engaged in this sort of stuff. So, what, what, what's yeah, your is issue? That, exactly? Is that necessarily a bad thing, though? If you see what I mean, like you know, bringing in, like, okay, this I thought Matt gonna... was saying it's a good thing. So, well, yeah, no, I, 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 go on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I want to hear your point. I'm just a little bit confused. I mean, I, I know what you mean about how race to the bottom is going to potentially degrade quality if they're just focused yeah. on the Yankee dollar. Uh, but uh, well, I, mean, I mean, obviously, all companies are doing that. I mean, all companies are focusing on the fact that they yeah. want to make money. But then that's... there is also like an artistic side to this, which, you know, some companies seem to still do that and get that. I mean, you've got like Sony have got all their studios. Even Microsoft seem to get that, that you have to like put out stuff which, you know, has some sort of cultural value as well. Mm-hmm. And I just worry that stuff like the App Store, it doesn't really promote that that much. I mean, Obviously, that's a no, massive but it's potentially a there potentially are a, a of... gateway, and like so, like Angry Birds happened, but yeah. it didn't stop the games that we like getting made, did it? Well, not yet, no, because <laughs> that hasn't taken that over yet, has it? It's like I don't think I don't it know, will. Just... I think it's just I think if you're just broadening the audience, that doesn't necessarily roll over into like the you know the things yeah, we ju- enjoy. And just because Flappy know. Bird happened, Flappy Bird didn't kill Naughty Dog. <laughs> Maybe it would have done if it had been on consoles and free and all that kind of thing. You know, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm panicking here. Is is what's happening? Are you panicking? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want my really nice like single player games to go away. That's what I'm really worried about. It's mm. just, I don't know. I'm that's that's my concern. I, I, I mean, people are saying this like they're worrying about you know TV killing the radio star. Am I right, uh, guys? Uh, <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I wouldn't worry just because some news coming out is going to kill everything you you know you know and love. I mean, I think it's exciting that someone who's coming to the, the gaming the gaming space. I mean, it doesn't it like it's exciting that oh, what they're going to unveil, what could it be? But Google's a company doesn't make me excited about what they what they're gonna bring to the table in terms of gaming because it feels quite cold and corporate. It's not you know, whereas you know, I am used used to Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo doing what they do. Like someone like Apple and and you know, obviously it's it, I I'm I'm an Apple fan, I love tech, but Apple and Google coming into it doesn't isn't 
like making me go weak in the knees to think about all the possibilities. I'm excited yeah, to see what because, they show, like, but them as a company, I'm like, it's just it's a corporate. Uh, yeah, it's like Sony and Sony and Nintendo, and to a lesser extent Microsoft, you don't get that sort of tech bro whiff about them. Um, whereas, yeah, it's like with Google and Apple, it's like. It feels like they're going to try and make the hobby as efficient as possible. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I mean, Sean. That's what I'm worried about. It's like, mm. yeah, it's not for them. It's not really about the games. It's just about further control. That's the thing, and it's just you know further control of no, entertainment. I get that, but I just I don't think it's going to erase like what we currently enjoy about video games, unless people like us actually go. Do you know what? I really like these shitty games that Google are putting. <laughs> not that they, they will necessarily be shitty, but you know what I mean. Um, I was like one other thing. I mean, like I remember when when it was you know when the news happened that Sony was getting into the console space, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, it's called the PlayStation." I was like, "The PlayStation sounds like a fucking like you know <laughs> multicolored like ch- child's toy." It's like the play. Yeah. It's just it's like an embarrassing name. And then when when like Microsoft, the people who bring you Windows and Office, they're doing a games console, guys. I'm like, "Oh, come <laughs> on!" And, and now look, I mean, you know, yeah. like it's obviously totally different. And maybe in a few years' time, we'll really bit- think positively about about Google or whoever else, Amazon, I presume, Facebook, who knows. Um, maybe we'll see and look at their gaming development and gaming sort of offering as as a, as a positive change. But right now, we don't know. Who knows what's going to be unveiled tomorrow slash yesterday. I mean, it's it's maybe, the expertise see, it's that they get on know- board, isn't it, that will make it or break it. I mean, so we know uh, if I had Jade Raymond... Um, and apparently they've just been hoovering up developers all around sort of San Francisco. Yeah, I know a couple um, happened last year. I can't remember, but yeah. I, I can't remember who they were. But I'm sure at the time, yeah. like, oh, Google bought them. That's interesting. And then, you know, we don't know who they are now. But uh... um, so yeah, it's uh, that's not necessarily the same as when Microsoft first got involved. I mean, to be honest, I can't really remember that far back. But that seemed very like the Xbox was very much sold on the tech, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, it was also and had Halo as well. But <laughs> yeah, but Microsoft also did have like a background in gaming to a degree, like before that. Like, True, with me, yeah, Microsoft stuff. Game Studios existed like as a PC thing way yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, but was, Sony, also, had, I mean, Sony, Sony had a background. As well. like, but Sony, Sony had, had they had a background of CD players and mini disc. Like no, they, they didn't. Had no... that. They also Sony were also they also had like their game division as well. They were like, making stuff like before. Well, you know, they were making games and things before. Well, 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 weren't they famously going to do the CD player for the SNES or the? Yeah, that was. The, I mean, that was yeah. the thing. Yeah, and then also, and then they fell out because Sony wanted to do an advert saying that it was a console that made your SNES more powerful, and Nintendo oh, resented no. that. And they <laughs> should have <laughs> gone a mega the... CD route and just not advertised it at all. <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy VII could have been on the N64, guys. It could have been, yeah. <laughs> what, imagine that world. Yeah. Sliding doors, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All the first Uncharted on snares, like 2D, pixel art. <laughs> but no, it's like, from what I'm trying to say is like, for Microsoft and Sony, both of them had like background in games, like to a degree, yeah. when it sort of made sense that they would try and then expand into it. Obviously, Microsoft were doing it because they wanted they wanted to own the living room was the like the the thing, and the same yeah. for Sony as well. But there still was a kind of background. Whereas with Google, it just feels like it just feels like more control, like which is the same, I guess. But I don't know. It's just yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, there are, there are reasons to be worried, as you, as you say, like less you know actual ownership of things and. More you ad know, tracking, things, yeah, things being you know. a bit more remote, and yeah, it's, it's it is all a bit worrying um, for a lot of reasons. But hey, if it's cheap and it's got good games, I'm an idiot and I'll go for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, obviously this thing is tomorrow, and like uh, as of this evening, like people have already been taking pictures outside um, mm. the area where they're going to have their their Google event, and outside there's there's these uh. There, well, there's already a logo for this thing. It's just a couple of red swirls. There's obviously no name for it. Uh, but there's yeah. also these little plimps of Perspex boxes on top, and it's got uh, the original PlayStation. It's got the original Dreamcast. So it's got a bunch of old consoles outside. And then there's like I mean, a, can you, a box like, on the end I'm, saying "Coming soon." It's an emulation uh, box. That's I was going to say, be. can you imagine if that was <laughs> that was their opening gambit? Was like we've got a console. Yeah, we were doing our own, ga- own games for it. But just to begin with, we've got everything. Uh, emulated <laughs> like but it, but it turns out that they've not actually paid any licenses for any of that stuff at all and they just you know <laughs> but yeah, it, like those it, guys who sell um like raspberry pi retro consoles on facebook and they're just like yeah it's got 2500 games and people <laughs> yeah. comment saying is this legal and they go yep <laughs> and it's, legal, it's like the thing they yeah. did with google did with scanning books you know like they were like scanning <laughs> loads of books and then it turned out you know they hadn't got copyright and stuff like that for them either <laughs> It's like, oh, we just thought it was old. Just yeah. No one cared. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that that would be weird because, as I say, I'm, I'm making this whole sort of you know preservation arguments. But if they turned around and went, oh, by the way, all old games are playable instantly now. No, um, do that. That's a thing. No, I mean they won't. But it's in like obviously they're aiming at something with like showing off all these old consoles. Yeah, and that's stuff. a strange. It's a strange one. Like here's here's a Dreamcast and here's a PlayStation. Like what? Mm. I, is that showing like hey? I mean, because. Here's, here's the evolution of gaming, and here's where we, here's what's happening. Here's the future. Yeah, they're like, guys, you're... see all these consoles that you love are all fucking shit compared to this new Google. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're shit. You actually you start just smashing them you off with Amazon. Slugs, you idiots! <laughs> you bought these. I mean, you, not not in, not in the case of Dreamcast. You bought the PlayStation. <laughs> you idiots! I had two Dreamcasts because the laser oh, failed on the first one, so and good. then. And then it, it, the console was already failing in general, so I got a second one for fifty pounds. Well, sorry, my brother <laughs> got a second failing, one. For, yeah, it's time <laughs> to get another. You got yeah, we got a second it. one for fifty pounds from HM. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, WH Smith. It was. Does that was weird. D- does a failing salesman turn up in a shitty car? No, it turns up in a better car, and that's what you're doing. You're like, this console's dying, but I'm buying another one because I believe in it. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, in terms of like the whole um, ownership thing, like. Hmm. It, like, that does not bother me at all. I think if, really? a few years ago that that might have done. And obviously, I, I you know just to just to say I'm not like a retro gamer. I'm not like a collector. So obviously, it's like a very different mindset to people who really hmm. care and 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 collect that sort of stuff. A few years ago, maybe that might be the case. I was ridiculously precious about my iTunes library. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, ten or maybe I, I, sometime time ago, I was obsessed with the listen count. I had every single track, every single. I had like hundreds of CDs. Everyone was in iTunes, all like labeled, and you know it was like th- that was it. And I was obsessed with that. And then obviously like things like streaming and stuff came, and I was like, you know what, I can. You know, it's actually it is a bit of a ball like actually making sure my entire fucking hundred gig or two hundred gig library doesn't corrupt and it's only on one <laughs> machine. And actually, I guess I can with I can deal with the slight lack of quality. Although honestly, like with the headphones I use at work and stuff, I'm fine with the quality of Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and and I'm sort of used to things like Netflix coming. You know, it's annoying. And we mentioned this before. Oh, I can't watch that thing now. But I don't. Know. Also, yeah, I mean, but like, also, uh, Matt, you- I mean. Matt, with your gaming habit of you know playing stuff for about two hours and then sacking it off, this is like perfect for you as well, isn't it? Because you have all these ones you can just try and then just bin off. Fuck off, James. <laughs> <laughs> How's Crackdown Three going, Matt? <laughs> well, I've got other games to play, and this, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I've, I mean, uh, so how was it going for you, James? You finished it? I never said I was going to. 
Well, so the argument be. I always trot out um, with regards to preservation of games is, you know, I mean, people don't do it so much anymore, but, you know, there was that whole thing of, what is the Citizen Kane of gaming? Um, and <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Where did that go? And the, thing, and the thing with... <laughs> Um, the thing with Citizen Kane is like when it actually came out, no one liked it. All the, like it was, it reviewed really poorly, and it was like I think it was like ten or twenty years before people, like people's understanding of film, improved to the point where this like, is oh no, like actually, Detroit. This is what yeah, exactly, is exactly, mate. This could be this could be what no, happens to not, Detroit. Mate. So well, we don't know. In like... 10, twenty years time, we'll look back <laughs> on this and say, "You idiot, James! I can't believe that." Oh, I, I can't. Think okay, so. what point is, is it? There could be a game that everyone thinks is shit now. <laughs> but in in a decade or two, like our critical understanding has improved to the point where actually we realise it's it's a work of genius or whatever. Like okay, just James, happened. James, let's have so, a bet. In ten years' time, we're gonna look back on Detroit. <laughs> we'll look back on Detroit, James. Okay, what year is it? Twenty nineteen. In twenty twenty nine. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Okay, we'll. I'll set a calendar invite. But the thing is, Matt, we might not know because we might not be able to play the fucking thing anymore. Yeah. Well, I was sort of hoping on that, actually, Sean. <laughs> and then, and the best <laughs> thing will be lost. <laughs> No, 2029, James. So the reason you're okay with games not being playable in 10 years' time is so that you can't be held to account for your yeah. opinion. No, man. Whatever it takes, Sean. If the whole industry goes down to save me, I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, okay, James, 2029. We'll look back in Detroit and see what the, see what the, the, the talk is about the game. Was it a milestone? Was it not? Point what, what is... Even things we think are shit might be worth looking back at at some point. And if we are robbed of the opportunity to do that, that is a shame. Um, and the other thing is, have you heard about, heard about MySpace this week? Yes, yeah. I've yeah. heard. Yeah. So for those who aren't aware, um, I can't remember how it came out. I think people, like, because MySpace still hosts a lot of music that like bands used to put up on there and stuff. Um, and basically people went on there and like, oh, none of the songs work anymore. What's up? And Microsoft, uh, Microsoft, MySpace just went like, oh, yeah, sorry, we migrated over to a new server and everything's corrupted. Sorry. And that that's it. Like, years worth of music is just gone. And yeah. that can happen. To any- I mean, obviously that implies that they were like negligent or actually did this on purpose. But the point is it still happened and I mean, to other online I'll services. I blame Tom. Tom from MySpace. Tom from MySpace. What a fucker. Is he even still involved? Surely not. Uh, No, no. He just travels the world now. Follow him on Instagram. He seems like an absolute (laughs) dude. Um, He just travels the world. That's what he does. That's what he needs to do. He sold his shares for millions in many, many, many years ago. And then he's having a right old time now. But but anyone who's still relying on MySpace for their music backing up, I mean, sort your life out. No, I know. But the point is, there are things on there that you might have thought like, well, it's online, so who cares? Like yeah. it's it's there. Why why would it ever not be there? And then it just wasn't anymore. And then you know it was only a couple of months ago we had the the Wii eShop getting shut down or whatever it's called the Wii sorry Wii Shopping Channel getting shut down. That's all completely completely inaccessible yeah, that's now. True. It's shit. This it is, is shit. It's my it's... point. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well made. It is shit. Um, should, should we? Should we? Okay, so should we Probably have? We should move on. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, we've got loads to cover, but like the yeah. Google thing, like, uh, like mm-hmm. the, uh, Jason Schreier basically did some thoughts uh, pre GDC or uh, you mm-hmm. know pre event uh, tonight, and he basically said some things like, "Oh, it could be just a controller." And on the next tweet, it's, on the next tweet, it's like, "Was my it's just a controller thing too obvious or too subtle?" So he clearly thinks or knows it's just a controller and like a. USB thing that plugs into your TV. I think that makes okay. the most sense, doesn't it? Like, especially if it maybe it's like a Chromecast thing, you know, where it's like 
It works. It doesn't need to be anything, anything else, does it? Really? No. Yeah. So yeah. is there anything in that box at the end after like play, Dreamcast and PlayStation? It's just going to be a controller and like a very small USB device. Probably. Yeah. Like <laughs> most... I mean, you know what they'll do? It'll be like you buy that and then you have access to the service for like six months or a year or something. Like a yeah, a same as they do with like the music. Yeah. You know, uh, Google Play Music or whatever. It's like, hey, get three months for free. Or whatever. So, it was um, like how much? So, what Chromecast is what, like thirty quid or less? How much the Chromecast? Uh, I think days? it's thirty for a regular one, and is it like fifty for the one that does four K and stuff? I think, and maybe more. Uh, like, given know. that you know, say a DualShock or like an Xbox pad, they're like forty or fifty quid. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, like obviously it's not going to be eighty for this thing, I would imagine. But like, I, I think, what do you think it could be as low as like thirty or forty, like to make it. And what, what, what price does it have to be for you to think, oh, okay, I'll buy it? Obviously, we don't know what the offering is yet, but... Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's like we were saying about the, the Microsoft disk, diskless console. Yeah. There we go. Um, it's like, at the end of the day, they're by not having disks, they're guaranteeing that everything you buy through there, they're getting a cut of. There's no second-hand sales to consider, no swapping games with your mates. So, yeah, maybe they, they can afford to drop the price of the hardware just because they know they're going to get it back through software i don't know but it's i mean i'd be very surprised if like google is selling any any like games over this i think it's definitely going to just be a uh, like a you know put down money streaming service mm-hmm. it's i think it's very unlikely that you'll actually be buying individual games off it like yeah. it's because well, yeah, well, yeah yeah but like a new game could come out and they'll be like you can buy it day one you're thinking that won't be the case like no i think it'll be all comes comes out and that's just added to the service is that what you're thinking that's that's exactly what i think they're going to do it's going to be just like that yeah Yeah. that's i mean i I, if they want to make it's like massive and it's like just you know if it's like 30 40 quid for the price of a game you can buy this controller this service and then you can stream those games and then after a while there's like a monthly charge yeah, that could be huge. So I'm really excited to see what they offer tomorrow, uh, for sure. Yeah, and at the end of the day, even if it's not perfect, but it takes things in an interesting direction or maybe gives, you know, Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft ideas, um, that's, you know, like if it's so far out there that it's like totally impractical or whatever, but there are interesting elements of it that then seep into, you know, what we currently know and enjoy as video games, then that's, to me, that's still sort of worthwhile whether yeah, or not that means the investment forward, pays off for Google, I don't know. But yeah, ultimately yeah, exactly. do, yeah. do we think it's going to be better than the Ouya? I mean, that's not the highest bar, is it? <laughs> I've still got... Uh, one of our listeners sent... I mean, this is back in the Joypod days, but someone sent me an Ouya. I've still got it somewhere. I wonder what happens if you turn on an Ouya now. Are the server's still up, do you think? <laughs> I can't... <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine so. I always get confused if Ouya and OnLive. What was the one they gave away at AGX that year? That was OnLive. That was, that was, that was OnLive, yeah. So OnLive had... Um, which, you know, which is easy to make fun of, but they were kind of ahead of the curve, really. Yeah, I, I remember being amazed at that you can watch all those other people streaming. It's like click on that massive grid of games, bang, and then suddenly you're watching someone play. Also, OnLive had... Um, oh, yeah, so Ouya, so they had Towerfall, which is was still one Did of the best Towerfall, local which I'm going to talk ever. about in a little bit. Oh, good. good. <laughs> okay, we should probably get back onto the, the feedback. Yes, um, sorry. Yeah, uh, we're still on discless stuff, but it's all good. James McCall, a re discless console discussion. I hope we never move to totally discless gaming. I don't mind being given the option, but I will always buy discs and cartridges. The main reason is money. This, digital stores do have sales, but on day one and for a few months after big releases. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, but, on day, but on day one and after a few months. 
And big releases are at least £10 more digitally and sometimes even more. Game Pass doesn't have enough, day, have enough day one releases, especially first party, and PS Now is a joke. Resident 2 Remake, which is not on Game Pass, cost me 35 quid in the store, £10 cheaper than digital, and now I have the option to trade in, etc., to fund future purchases. I don't want to own every big game digitally forever, and judging by the number of Assassin's Creed, Spider-Man and God of War games in CX, a lot of people have a similar opinion. When Microsoft announced that Xbox One could only play brand new games, everyone went crazy and they backpedaled. Imagine buying a new, big new release on day one, finding you hate it, at least now, currently, you can trade in and have at least maybe, uh, maybe lost 10 to 15 pounds maximum. If everything is digital forever, you'll be stuck with it. I hope it never turns this way permanently and we're always given the option of physical releases. Not necessarily, because there are like refunds and stuff you can get. Um, with certain yeah, services, yeah. But, 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 yeah. But, but generally, I do definitely know what you mean. I mean, I, I, I've, 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 I've always done that. I've always, um, you know, bought board games and then tried to do as much as I can the first like week or two if it's possible, and then like and, and sell that and fund my next purchase. I've always done that. Admittedly, now I've like got nothing physical, and I'm like, I wish I sort of had a games collection, but I obviously sold them to get the next thing. Um, mm. So I can totally see what you mean. Um, but but yeah, also, I mean, think, I. Yeah. For some reason, I've always been rubbish at trading stuff back in quickly. I think I always like, you know, if I don't really enjoy a game immediately, I'm quite bad at just being like, right, fuck it, back to <laughs> back to the shop. Like I always say, oh no, I'll I'll give it another go in, in, in another week, and then three months later, I still haven't bothered, and it's lost all its value. Depends um, though. If it's a Nintendo game, you don't have to worry about that. Well, yeah, true, I did. Totally true, yeah. I did trade uh, Mario and Rabbids back in, and still got like twenty five store credit for that yeah. <laughs> so that was okay um yeah i mean that's i mean that's just me uh that's something i need to fix about myself and uh, not just buy everything digitally but yeah I, I have very few physical games so i do the opposite i buy stuff then trade it in then buy it again um <laughs> many times and so, i mean that's just a different yeah. kind of insanity james that's not yes it's terrible <laughs> it's not good <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, we'll go on to James Carter, comma, uh, Carter, comma, J on Twitter. Poor James getting a stick over his perfectly fine pronunciation of inventory. Meanwhile, Matt casually uses less instead of fewer. I've caught myself a couple of times doing that and I fixed it, but I see what you mean. And Sean promises unbelievably that amount of Destiny 2 chat won't happen again. Ridiculous behavior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got me there. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the whole less than fewer thing. I definitely, I've, I remember catching myself two or three episodes ago, and I, I'll get better at that. But James said, in, I mean, what did you say, James? Invent. This inventory. Is like, I, said, I said inventory rather than inv- rather than infantry. It's, like, it's probably like a tomato tomato I mean, I, thing. I, isn't I, it? I had a look on Google, like on you know pronunciation, because I thought this might come up. And um, I mean, this is what I've got. I'll play it here. Yeah. Oh, he's got a recording, isn't he? Inventory or inventory. Yeah, so <laughs> inventory or inventory. Yeah, I mean, it seems. Yeah, I'll, you I'll go with the first option. I was going to yeah, say, well, I, I mean, so, yeah, yeah, the first one's presumably the more yeah. popular and best. Yeah, so. definitely. Because I think, they I think start inventory. With the worst one. I think inventory is is British English. Inventory is probably American English. I don't know. I just well, I, which good, side good do you want to be mate. on that, uh, that particular good. debate, mate? Which, which side oh, are you on? And you know? put a flaming Barbie on the. Yeah. <laughs> it's an American English, Matt, not Australian English. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a gag. It's a gag. Um, yeah, I mean, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, James, for putting up on that, but it was funny. Uh, Toby actually <laughs> sent uh, a contact form. He, 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 someone asked to use a contact form on the website. It's Toby, oh, yeah, Toby yeah. I thank you for that. He says, I agree with James, and he put in the body of the message, inventory. So yeah. uh, 
You've got Toby at least. Is he calling at... James a Tory? What? I, that, what that I, I was like, hang on, like, is this a thing? <laughs> but no, it's a inventory. And then I thought, Alan, is it an incel Tory? It was like, anyway, inventory, <laughs> Toby. He agrees with you. Connor um, is back. Uh, this is a quick one. Just a quick thanks uh, to the boys for mentioning the, Dis- the Destiny 2 Discord. It's very, very active at the moment. When can we expect a Leviathan raid stream? It's power level 300. I mean, we're all there, aren't we? I'm at 500 now. I've got my trousers. (laughs) You've got your trousers, finally. Nice. I've got my trousers. Um, You're 500. Wow, you've raced up there. 505, I think, now. It's uh, It's going up even as you speak. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to figure that out at some point. I mean, it's got to happen, hasn't it? I reckon if we can get one of the experienced members of the Discord to guide us through it, we can probably do it in relatively short time. Unless we're all total shit, which is... a Distinct possibility. Yeah, I mean, right. when, back in my day, when I was doing raids, it was mm. like it was a full like weeks worth, and even it was a stress <laughs> to get it done before like the Thursday cut off. I think at the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, or once a month day. Uh, I, I and I, I guess yeah, if, you, if you, you're there, you're there with someone who knows what they're doing, you can yeah. rinse through it in a week in a, in, a, in a night. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure that out. That's uh, cool. to try because I've never done a raid, so yeah. Mate, they are fucking brilliant. Like they're complicated and they are difficult, but they are amazing. Yeah, like, there's there's nothing else Absolutely. quite like them. But yeah, is Vault of Glass still widely considered the best one? I think it's been usurped now. Oh, really? um, I think yeah, I think generally people prefer like the Destiny Two ones. Oh, amazing! Okay, um, well, as in like the one in the most in the Forsaken pack, or just. One of the I, ones. I think I think it's the same as Destiny One. I think Leviathan is still considered like the best. I think, um, but listeners may disagree. Also, I've fallen into doing fucking Destiny chat again. It's happened. Stop <laughs> we it. We got him, boys. Um, we we'll end with Dave Chong. Dave Chong at Big Shimmy Wall, who did our branding for the podcast. Um, obviously, last week we talked about the fact that Dave typoed when he asked him to do a branding, and it was Computer Game Show C U M. He he tweets. I did just think the typer typer version seemed like a very on brand for a Joypod successor. <laughs> so again, yeah, Dave saw Dave Chong. Uh, you know, saw the message, thought that you know that's perfectly normal. They're going to yep. call it computer game show, the whatever. Computer game show. Also, he also says, actually, just thought if Elmo hadn't, if Dave hadn't sent me that typo, you might not have all ended up with the rainbow penises. So they so are actually, meant to be penises, then. Well, I just thought that was. I don't know. I mean, I thought, the, 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 that's the design himself saying that. So we can. Well, yeah, really? like, the, the, so that's the it. Are, that was inspiration. I mean, penises. so one type. Basically, our brand is a walking typo. If you hadn't sent it's a <laughs> computer game show. I've got a polo shirt with rainbow dicks on it. Yeah, that's I it. I no now. idea. Wearing... I didn't know it was dicks. I wouldn't have signed that off. People that's are wearing a typo. Wearing it around to, you know, family occasions, funerals. I know. Every, every, like, it, our brand is a walking typo, thanks to... <laughs> oh, well, well, it's funny, isn't it? It is funny. Uh, yeah, that's it for uh, feedback. If you want to leave us feedback on anything we've said, done, or, or whatever we've done, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Or you can email the Computer Game... Oh, no, you can't. That's another one. You can email podcast <laughs> at thecomputergameshow.com. Right, uh, James, you know oh, when... We're looking forward to this. Go on. When you've been... It's a pretty straightforward one this week. Um, you know, you've been sitting in like a weird position, or maybe you've been on the toilet for too long, like been having a session on the Switch or whatever, and your leg goes numb. Um, and then when you stand up, like as the feel, like as all the nerves start coming alive again, it's like actually quite like it's really uncomfortable. 
Um, yeah. And like you can't like you know get proper like pins and needles. Like ah, it's the fucking worst feeling in the world. And you have to like, shake um, your leg about. It's a bit weird to walk on it. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I want that, but the numbness is my ignorance of current events, <laughs> and the and the painful tingling is the news. Okay, so I'm gonna shake. I'm gonna shake the news about a bit and like try yeah. and walk it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And get, no matter how uncomfortable the, it feels, just get the nerves going again. Okay. Here's the Love news. That. Um, that was a good one, Sean. Anyway. Uh, okay, so the, the news has been rubbish this week, let's be honest. I, mean, <laughs> okay. I was, I was <laughs> in two well, minds. I don't know until you tell well, me. I was yeah. in two <laughs> minds about most of this stuff because it's all a bit rubbish. I mean, we can just whip through it a bit. I mean, the yeah. first one was, I mean, Ninja earned a million for promoting Apex Legends. I mean, is anyone surprised? I mean, that they did that. I mean, no, but God, I mean, can you imagine... I've I've nicked this from Twitter. I forget who tweeted it. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, but just yeah, someone was saying like, can you imagine if you actually worked on the game and you earn like an all right salary, but you've been working on the game for years and then you find out some guy just came in, played your game for a bit, and got one million dollars yeah. <laughs> for doing it. I mean, you know, arguably like this is the reason that the game, you know, or one of the reasons that the game's done well. Like they have they have done a good job of of marketing it and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, yeah, it's a lot and lot of money, but also this is a massive reason why it blew up. I think, yeah. I mean, you get people like Ninja and Shroud and Doctor Disrespect playing it. That's going to command an audience of millions mm-hmm. and millions. Or it, it takes yeah. those three, like you know, I'll read, um three of the biggest on Twitch. I mean, in Ninja's case, the biggest. I guess he's still the biggest, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a massive <laughs> sum of money, but also. I think, uh, if anything, that's going to be like a, a bit, that's going to be an absolute bargain, I guess, by the end. I mean, obviously, the Battle Pass launches tomorrow yes. or yesterday, yeah. as you listen to this. Um, and, you know, they've had, well, like, 50, I mean, probably 50 million was the last time they updated this on their numbers. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to be making an absolute shitload of money from this. So, 1 million is like, well, why not? <coughs> you know, worthy investment yeah, to I get mean, on board. I'd be interested to know how that sits within, like, the entire marketing budget. Like it probably yeah. wasn't even a massive. <laughs> chunk yeah, the of entire it. marketing like, budget was m- one million uh, and twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've spent a bit <laughs> on an influencer. Um, yeah, like there's, yeah, there'll probably be, be like a lot more than one million dollars spent on so marketing thing, it, like, I in mean, general. Like, I wonder if it works out cheaper for them to go for these like influencers, you know, because it's like just pay them, like just pay them a bit of cash. Hope they don't say anything racist or whatever while they're playing, and <laughs> it's then a just dice roll. Yeah, and then just do that rather than having all like the you know adverts and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean like yeah, I mean this this absolutely feels like a model moving forward. Like for, it's, I mean it, it was a it was a perfect storm, and I think that's you know this this way Apex was blown up. It's a perfect storm of it, nothing was available beforehand. They got these free and probably other big influencers. It was a, it's mm. also it's a great game. You I was going to say, I mean, that's that yeah. doesn't hurt. Yeah, that, that, that's obviously a huge, <laughs> a huge part of it. And obviously, if they, you know, had showed them a shit game, maybe it'd be totally, different, you know, or a, mm-hmm. a less than stellar game, it'd be different. But yeah, it, it's 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 just a perfect storm, really. Um, yeah. And, Are they, yeah. Just a question though: Was he completely upfront about the fact that he's being paid to play it? Yeah, he, he fully was. I mean, in his streams, he said he was like an Apex partner, or his tweet said hashtag ad. Um, mm-hmm. and then and then after that initial ad period, he said, like, "I'm not being paid now, but I I, I love in this game." Uh, yeah, so I, I, actually, I, I mean, I, that's still being paid saying, now. Wink, wink. And it's I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not being paid now, but I do still have some of the one million dollars I was paid. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm still making it rain at home. That, that, that made quite a positive impression on me. And yeah. So... <laughs> I, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I, none of the articles actually pick up the fact, like, oh, hang on, what, what, is this is this like is this a good thing, bad thing? Obviously, there's been a discussion on Twitter about, you know, we're, we're, there's, always, there's always comments about reviewers being paid off, you know, by by Sony Microsoft to give good reviews and then actually like a streamer comes in getting paid a million uh, but that that's fine because it's like a different different part, a different type of criticism not even criticism is it I mean I guess yeah. we hold like YouTubers streamers at a lower fine. level in terms of that case I don't think anyone thinks it's fine like everyone knows this is messed up like that mm. that whole sort of idea but, I mean, yeah, I think but, what's, but what's is it messed up? Me though, like... What's messed up about it specifically? Like, I mean, like, obviously, a a proper journalist or a games critic, they have their own. They have like the code of conduct. They, you know, the, 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 their whole like job is about criticism and having an honest appraisal of things. Like this, the, the, this these are just, like big YouTubers and Twitch people that get paid and they'll play the game. And I think it's like, I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't help that like you know actual journalists get fucking slaughtered if there's any whiff of like preferential treatment or like oh you've been paid off by the publisher yeah um like you know <laughs> for some reason that's a that's a stick to be actual journalists with yeah. but people you just like on on twitch or whatever can do whatever they want it's like um, yeah ninjas ninjas literally being paid off by the publisher exactly you know, but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's so I find thing. that I weird. Bet, you know, like, I also loads of people in like one of the Apex Legends reviews or impressions. Mm. I bet there's people in the comments there saying you bloody paid off, aren't you, by respawn? You idiots, probably to to, to one of the game and publications. You yeah, know, this is happening. Yeah, and like, and there's also like with like you know part of the reason streamers and YouTubers have done so well is that you know because it's just them sat in their bedroom or whatever playing games like people feel like they have this much closer connection with them yeah and then to i mean which is weird and a bit dangerous anyway and then to turn that around to like a marketing opportunity is also really creepy yeah um so i don't know but it's it's going to happen of course it's going to happen because for publishers it's like oh well People don't trust the people who actually know what they're talking about anymore, but we can just pay these kids to play it instead and everyone yeah, loves it. I mean, why why would you send stuff to like a reviewer who's gonna give like a subjective opinion or whatever on it mm-hmm. when you can just send it to somebody, pay them some money and they'll say it's great? Yeah. It's you know. Okay. Next story. Uh Division two physical sales were just twenty percent of Division Ones. And uh, so I mean this is quite interesting because I mean there's obviously the numbers don't include digital. Yeah. And it also <laughs> yeah, once launched again. it also launched on a Friday, not on a Tuesday. But then because it didn't have as like as much time to like build up numbers. But Eurogamer right, still argue that this doesn't like even with digital, it doesn't come close to making up the difference um that it would okay. have been uh, between this. And but it still sold more than any other box game. I mean I'm just thinking <laughs> this is because this has come in like at a time where it like you know things are shifting, aren't they? Because you've got all these things like Apex Legends and Fortnite and everything. Mm. It was always going to be more difficult to launch with this, um, with something like Division, than it is that it was when the Division first came out. Because when the Division, yeah. the first one came out, there wasn't so much choice. There was Destiny and Division. That was it, pretty much. Yeah. Wasn't so it? like Destiny was still in year one, I think, and yeah. everyone was like, ah, it's all, it's good, but it's got problems. So there was there was definitely room for something else to come in and do something a yeah. bit different. Uh, but then Division, you know, Division One wasn't great for that you know, the first year or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas from what I've heard, Division 2 pretty much hits the ground running and is pretty good. And after the, you know, 
Anthem came and went. Well, <laughs> I was coming on to that because also, I mean, Anthem has now dropped out of the top t- the top ten entirely, right. and there's also been more issues with it. Do you, oh, do you want to hear about them? Yeah, please. Okay, so an Anthem player has figured out that the loot doesn't matter in the game. Like it, <laughs> it doesn't really matter because after they they added like power scaling to it with the latest yeah. update, and this so is guy this, called- uh, is this after the whole thing of people finding that lower level weapons are actually better than higher level ones. I'm not sure thing. if this okay. is. I'm not sure if that's that or if this because this is where they added this power scaling and this guy called uh, Tumberhoof worked out that the patch broke the way that leveling works, right. which meant that you get this like diminishing returns and pointless weapons. So <laughs> the problem is, is it's where. Okay, it says the problem has to do with an item not mattering much when it comes to damage. So currently, the power score is all that matters. Like, however, if you combine the power score, it becomes completely pointless. So <laughs> it says Anthem instead averages um, what you have equipped that isn't level one and then combines that number with a variable to select an arbitrary multiplier that's not related to your equipment. So it turns out that this <laughs> multiplier has no relation to your power level or power score. It's just a number on a chart. And so they figured out what? all the numbers um, for the power levels, like 30 to, to 75. And basically the best way to avoid it is just avoid equipping stuff. <laughs> and that that so don't just don't bother with any loot. Forget it. It doesn't matter. But it's okay because the community manager has said there's going to be this is going to be fixed in a in a patch. Like fucking later. hell, yeah. I, it feels like it's a bit fucking late now, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I, mean, just... I don't know where, where's Anthem going. I mean, it has it because we, we have no idea, do we, how successful this has been? Apart from the fact that it's out <laughs> of the top ten, but then that doesn't mean anything because that's just box copies anyway. So. I know. I mean, have have any either of you heard like a lot of buzz about it, like people playing it? Nope. I mean, I don't know anyone who's playing it. So, no, not a single one. Um, the only people I know who have played it hated it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know we've had some correspondence from listeners and stuff. People are enjoying it, which is fine. Um, but yeah. I think that I think there are better games you could be playing. <laughs> I actually, a lot of people that were playing it have now also moved on to Division Two and like enjoying well, the yeah, tons of loot like... and content. Um, but I mean, are we gonna have like a shitty anthem story every week, James? If um, if they keep br- <laughs> if shitty things keep happening, I'm gonna keep bringing it up, Matt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like every week, though, it's like okay, we get it. It's like it I mean, it is kind well. of fascinating that there is something new every week. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if we just if you just met like from now on, we'll just keep a ticker going of how many yeah. weeks on on the run there's been something bad about them. You don't have to go into it. Just be like, yeah. oh yeah, just chalk another one up for the. You know, anthem bad news. Yeah, just, yeah I'll so, just do a so, quick so anthem like anthem update, incident. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Do but that. I mean, do you not think like publications? It it's it's like when everyone's just putting Fortnite in their titles because they knew it'd be good for SEO and stuff. Like, if you could put anthem in with like a negative connotation of a headline, that's going to get people looking at it. Like, if this <laughs> wasn't anthem, right, then. <laughs> Uh, this would have wouldn't have got any further than Reddit and like oh I can't believe the patch did this like mm, I don't I know because I, I, know. I, I, <laughs> I see what like, you're okay, saying because like it's, Destiny, it's great Destiny game, two every week like Destiny Destiny two have like constantly had like slightly weird balance issues like a new gun comes out and then it fucks everything up and then the, you know the meta shifts and then things have to be rebalanced. But it's never been as bad as there is no point equipping anything good. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I take your point there. And also, you see, it's, about, it's because you know, these bad news stories are filling a vacuum, though, aren't they, about the game? Because 
The game, yeah. by all accounts, is not improving, and people aren't like, okay, there doesn't seem to be a huge number of people playing it, so that's why people are attracted to these sorts of stories instead, because there's nothing yeah. else there. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I mean they, they, you they, they can, can bounce... Anthem is here to stay. <laughs> you can bounce back you really from these that, things. It, like, it's not as bad as the worst MMO I ever played, which is uh, when Final Fantasy XIV first launched. Like that game literally didn't work, and you know, to the point that after a couple of years, they in-game destroyed the world and <laughs> killed the game off, and then brought it back about a year later, totally fixed, and like people really enjoy it now. So you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, but I'm sure EA will be very patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> they they just love throwing money at stuff, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. they, they, they say it's going to stick around, and um, and we'll see where we are. But like, no, I, mean, I, I hope it does. Every like, week. I, know, I know, you know, as as funny as these, you know, recurring bad news stories are, and they are funny. I'm sorry. Um, like, I would still rather a good game came out of it. I don't want the, the the end to Anthem story to be like came out was shit, buried the developer. That's you know, the thing. That's, I mean, I no don't... one wants that. I don't want this to be the end of Bioware. That's the exactly, biggest yeah. fear, is that that's yeah. what's going to happen with this. This is why, yeah, it's yeah. it's a shame. Okay, uh, next story is that Valve doesn't want Epic messing with Steam user data. Mm. So this is because apparently Valve aren't happy because Epic Epic's launcher copies um, Steam user data. So it's used to import your Steam friends if you give it permission. But okay. then Valve are now looking in to see what else it could be collecting as well. And, I mean, they said the Steam client locally saves data such as the list of games you own, your friends list, and save login tokens. This is private user data stored on the user's home machine and is not intended to be used by other programs or uploaded to any third-party service. So, mm-hmm. but it is now, it I seems. Mean, it, it, yeah, it is, but now suddenly it's been used in a way they don't like, so... Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is just the continuing battle between uh, Valve and Epic over, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, does anyone so really care about, like, I don't know, whenever I get a new console and everyone starts the whole thing of adding each other, and I'm just like, uh, look, I, honestly, we're not going to play anything together. I ain't got time. <laughs> that's like, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I've got, like, lists of people, but it's like, rarely, if ever, play online anyway. So it's, you know. Well, this is it. And, like, I've, you know, I had a, a good hard look at my PlayStation friends list the other week and just... You know, took out everyone that I just, in all honesty, I am not going to get time to play with, and I've ended up with like twelve friends, and it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, the, I, I did that on, on Xbox, and it's so much mm-hmm. less of stress because I basically said, yeah. okay, you know, just like you, if I'm not going to play with people, it's no point adding them. Obviously, when the yeah. contest first came out, I was adding everyone. Like, I'll connect my my Twitter handle, them people, and my Facebook, and it was like I've got 150 friends. But then I thought, no, I don't want to be like freaking out if I get a message or like a party request. Mm-hmm. I just want yeah. to, have it, to have it. So if someone, if someone messaged me or said, you want to play, I, I would actually genuinely play with them if I've got, got the time. So yeah, I'm yeah. definitely with you on that. On Switch, yeah. I just added everyone when it first came out because I wanted to see what the friends list <laughs> stuff did. And if the <laughs> answer is it does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I should just agree with everyone. And, and, and to be clear, like if you're listening to this, like, oh, God, I thought I used to be friends with Sean and maybe I'm not. It's nothing against anyone at all. It's just literally, it's purely just a time thing. And like... Yeah. When I haven't even got time to play with my close mates most of the time, um, it's yeah, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's different, like you know, uh, you know, the Xbox Live Arcade days when you know everything had leaderboards. That was like an actual yeah, there's like, a point to that requirement for yeah. <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade games. That's why Braid had a bloody uh, time trial mode because they had 
but he was just told he had to put a leaderboards in somehow. Um, and uh, yeah, that was okay because you could have like you know sort of casual friends on there, and it was it was cool to be you know not necessarily play with them, but do you know score chasing and stuff. Um, but then even then, you know, I'd have like a few people on my friends list who were just like really obsessive about everything and they were always at the top and I would never come close to their scores. So after a bit, it was just like, I don't really know you either. So get off. I'm the best at everything. <laughs> at but, least yeah. there's like, um, you know, the potential for leaderboards on PS4 and, and online play with PS4 and Xbox on Switch. Like, mm-hmm. is there any need for any friends? Like, there's no point. I guess there? I can see what you last played. Um. Yeah. So yeah, but that's probably about it. It's quite handy. I mean, yeah. I, I use it to keep tabs on you, Matt. I know it's you do. Quite I handy know you do. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you seen all I my mean, um, <laughs> my timers on Ape Out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten hours. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have a look at my Xbox Live friends list because, like, ninety percent of that is like last logged in unknown <laughs> yeah i've got loads like that it's because i mean my my xbox Live friend list is still basically similar to the one when it first started and yeah. like we were first on it and it was like a group of people that were from like they're on like forum and everything and yeah, yeah never play with anyone anymore though it's just <laughs> i've got a small group of people i play with and that's it it's just do you, uh, ever, <laughs> do you yeah. ever get that thing where like facebook tells you that it's someone's birthday and you're like i probably should delete them actually but i can't can't do it on their birthday <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, that'd be the worst. <laughs> what? Is Sean going to message me? Oh no, he's blocked. Oh no, me. he's deleting me. <laughs> um, yeah, but... That's a good point, actually. <laughs> uh, once upon a time, I oh, was like, "Oh, it's on his birthday." I don't, I don't really know him, or I don't want to. Talk. I, I basically, I'd always message him happy birthday, but mm-hmm. not really the case anymore. Also, it's it's not as prominent as it used to be, anyway, is it now? So yeah, I'd, yeah. I was like, yeah. I used to be pleasantly surprised how many people would continue to wish me a happy birthday on Facebook. Yeah, I think everyone's just a bit. Don't know. No one bothers, do they? Yeah, I, sh- I should. I should call that as well, but I don't go on Facebook. Well, I do go on Facebook every day, but I don't engage with it enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really go on it apart from like daily. No, I sessions. go on it every day, multiple times a day, but also I. But I'm not like posting on my wall all the time, and <laughs> did one every day. And it just felt really weird. It's like, oh yeah, I just forgot. I just not. That's not really a thing anymore. Uh, yeah. Some people are into it, like you know. Uh, no, okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Microsoft officially announces Xbox Live support for iOS and Android. Um, so yeah. this is coming, but there's no news of the Switch version yet. Um, so developers are going to be able to include Xbox Live achievements and gamer score clubs and friends lists, as we were just talking about, so that's going to be great. And it's all going to link into their Microsoft <clears throat> Game Stack uh, thing, but it's only for mobile developers at the moment. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's good if people start fixing that in. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because do you remember when iOS like first started? There was loads of well, there was about two or three companies were offering like similar services to this. Yeah, yeah. And then they all disappeared. Yeah. I, was, I wish. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Well, well, I can't remember one of them, but one of them. Went, oh, I guess this isn't even. A, I shouldn't have even started talking this little sentence. But yeah, I, <laughs> but I definitely know. I definitely remember what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I was obsessed with that at one point because I had, like many friends list on each one of those apps. Yeah, it was it was mm. kind of cool, and then and then like then Apple kind of like said, well, no, we're just going to do like Game Center or whatever, and then just did that, and then fucked it, you know, because yeah. they just didn't they just didn't bother with it, and then even just removed it, you know, from the from the OS. It was just just yeah, bizarre. And everyone else so just, just like I said, I sod it. We'll we'll just you know we'll 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 cut over and die. But actually, they, yeah. they should they should have stuck around because they would have lasted longer than Game Center. Yeah, annoying. Anyway, but, I uh, guess this is I I mean it's 
cool. You know, I guess we'll maybe we'll see something in like a year and a half time. I wonder if anyone actually is going to implement it. But you know, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess is everyone just waiting for the switch? Is that everyone? What, basically, everyone's just waiting for the switch, aren't they? Is that? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no Man's Sky is still alive. Um, there's oh, yeah, another, a new update, there's, isn't there? There's a new update coming. This is No Man's Sky Beyond, and mm-hmm. it's going to have some new online multiplayer component, whatever. And Hello Games has said that it will include a new way for players to meet and play together. Um, yeah, but they're not going to like charge anybody or microtransactions and that kind of thing. How is this? How are they still making money on this game? I'm, well, I, th- I think they just made that much to begin with. Yeah, um, and just keep going. And, and like and, you know, when No Man's Sky Next came out, and they just made it twenty quid everywhere. They're like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to check it out." Because like, yeah. to- you know, at that point, it totally was worth twenty quid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think it has just done that well that they can afford... Because, you know, they never expanded the team, did they? I think there's still only, like, you know, eight people working on it or whatever. So that money will go a long way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they can just... They, yeah, they just can afford to just crack on with it. Yeah, I mean, if anything, like, obviously, it was massive when it first came out and it also is, like, infamous with all the, you know, the, the issues and stuff I had. But now there's always, like posts or you know on all the major gaming outlets and and mentioning mm. podcasts like we're doing right now about the bigger big you know updates and generally i think the consensus is actually it's a good game and uh, it's really positive like the discussion around the game so i wouldn't be surprised if they, if they actually have quite a straight quite a steady trickle of people buying the games again every time it's like oh new update you know what no man's skies that's the whole thing and they'll go back to it and people will be pleasantly surprised i mean yeah, I, I, mm. I mean, this like, yeah, it's gonna be online and bring your friends. Uh, that is not enough to pull me back in. No, uh, I definitely came <laughs> back last year with a big update, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out when the update comes on because, like, I was really surprised. Um, you know, the PlayStation website did that thing where it showed you like your three most played games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mine was literally like Destiny Two, Destiny One, and No Man's Sky, which I was not expecting. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it turns out I have actually spent a lot of time on it for some reason. Um, well, I mean, you know, apart from the initial, like, first couple of weeks waiting for it to get good. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, but like, I, yeah, I do I do enjoy it for, for what it is. Um, There's always an exciting promise of that game. Um, I just mm. don't really feel as excited about what the promise could be these days. I mean, I know it's improved, but I'm always like, oh, it could be amazing. You could like build a, you know, build things on your planet and meet other friends and explore the galaxy together. And even if now you can do that and it feels like this, this update is certainly going to get people there. It just, it's mm. not right. It's not really enough for me. Anymore, yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, like there are other games that do that now as well. Like, um, Astronia. I don't know if you've seen that. I think yeah, that's, I on... like that's gone to 1.0 now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like that's looked really cool for a long time. Um, so I think if I was to, you know, if I wanted a game like this where I could play with my mates, like that looks like a much more collaborative experience. But then maybe this new No Man's Sky update will change that. I don't know. Well, what I find interesting is like when he was like kept talking about the MMO quote. You've seen yeah. this, yeah? yeah? He, he, said, like, he said it's not an MMO. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an MMO. <laughs> and, and basically it feels like for the following reasons, because it won't write, it has said... The new features will not will not require a subscription, won't contain microtransactions, and will be free for all existing players. So is that mm-hmm. the three reasons why it's not an MMO? Because they they do that. Like it feels like it but is also, an MMO. Because yeah, I mean, if they did that, they're going to have to start adding like story and you know quests and all that kind of thing that are a bit maybe a bit deeper or whatever than it already has. 
Maybe. I don't know. The the quest line stuff that's in there now is actually pretty good. Um, but yeah. No, it'd be, so hang on. So there isn't actually a date for this, is there? It's in the, oh, they're going to share more in the coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I mean, it's actually like, it's actually a couple of things. So like, it's this No Man's Sky Beyond uh, is like the name of the update. And then it's like, it, it comes in three parts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So the first part is called Beyond, and there's two other parts I haven't announced yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. But it, it comes out in the summer. Oh, right. Okay. All right. It's a way off then. But yeah, it's fine. I've still got it installed, so I'll, uh, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. In other new game news, uh, Back mm. for Blood is is gonna is coming out, which is um, what's, what's this? that, James? Well, it's a sort of sequel to Left for Dead, um, because it's been developed by Turtle Rock, who you know previously made Evolve and were the team behind the original Left for Dead at Valve. So it's basically kind of like Left for Dead Three, but don't they don't say it is that obviously because they they can't. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess David would be quite excited about this if he was here because he <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, Left 4 Dead was was amazing, um, and I would love a new one. Obviously, Evolve didn't really do enough. Um, no, but <laughs> I would be well up for what this is. It's a co-op first-person zombie shooter. I mean, it's also going to have PvP as well. Which I'm not sure oh, really? that's going to work, but then also, mm. but they said no battle royale stuff. But then I was thinking, I mean, has it been done yet? Where you've got like a battle royale map with zombies in it as well that are kind of like attacking players. I mean, I mean, Black Ops Four has zombies in the map, but it's so not they do the that same as, well, as this. Yeah. But yeah, but oh, it, okay. it's they're in like smaller sections of the map. I think it's a bit silly them saying no battle royale. Like this game, like, basically they've announced this game. There's been no footage, no trailer. They've literally just said the game's been worked on, and we're building a team now. If you want to help build this te- build the game, join our team. So what we're looking at, like two plus years away. So it's a way off. It's a bit yeah, silly yeah, to yeah. say no battle royale because. Well, yeah, because like, like, I mean, well, well, I, you know, not? I'm, not a, I'm not a battle royale guy, um, but clearly there would be room for a battle royale game where there are also shitloads of zombies that can be essentially weaponized against other people. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. Um, I'd do something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, but, it's just stupid to say. I mean, and also battle royale. It's going to get to in two years' time. It will just be another game mode like Capture the Flag or. Listen, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be a whole genre like it is now. It'll just, it'll just evolve, mm-hmm. and it'll be one of the game modes of a game. Like to say, we're not yeah. doing battle royale. Like, well, okay, well, in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one, you might change your mind. <laughs> Do you think that, man? Yeah. Do you think it will just go back to being a game mode, and it's not? We're not going to see like these big like releases that are just about battle royale. I, I, I mean, I think so. I mean, like, I, I feel like it would just be parts of of other games. Like, I mean, personally, I mean, maybe we will always have. These, but I feel like it was all battle royale, battle royale. But it's just another game mode, right? I mean, that, that I well, think no, I just it's, it's not really a game mode because I mean they're building just entire games just around that now. Like it's mm. not. I know that, but I sort of see it as like a different. It's a. It's a. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I see it just evolving and just like merging into all it, and it's, it's just another gameplay multiplayer mode in a multiplayer game. But who knows? But mm. I think it's mean, I... silly seeing that comment, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I'm just wary because. Evolve was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, Evolve was, but also the Left 4 Dead was great. So yeah, but that was them working under Valve, wasn't it? Well, no, no, because the first one they developed and Valve published it. Oh, and really? Then the second and then, one okay. they were brought into Valve. Mm. So mm. And, and and they've also done DLC and stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But also yeah. at the moment they're like, tell us what you want from a game like this, you know. So they've got zero at the moment. Um, so we're yeah, so some, some years off, started. sure. So what have they been it's... doing since Evolve came out? That was ages ago. 
uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Having a big old, I don't know, actually. Having a you nice know. rest. Yeah, lovely old for, rest after. But probably still dealing years. with the negative uh, you know, feedback from Evolve. <laughs> Just responding to that it's last a shame tweet. Because that, that was a very good idea for a game, and I thought they could totally pull it off. And Yeah, it's it just too complicated. Good. Yeah, shame. Uh, I never played it. Although it was free, it was on Games of Gold, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, what, was quite it? a long time ago. Yeah, never played it though. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a it's a new game in Left 4 Dead sort of style. I'm well up for that. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's like in a couple of years' time. It's cool. annoying, isn't it? What's happened to Valve? I know we talk about this before. Yeah, but it's it annoying. Is as annoying. Fuck, yeah. It's just you know, they had so many don't good make games, games anymore, yeah. and then just yeah, just don't care. Just don't make games. <laughs> just announce Portal Three. How hard is it? <laughs> I don't even think I don't even know if I want that anymore. I think no. I'm, don't say that. Oh, that's it. That, they've listened to this podcast in the office. Like, okay, guys, maybe we should do it. Let's turn on the first one. Computer <laughs> game show. You know, I don't even want it. You know, I think turn it off. Turn off the machines. That's how it works. <laughs> I think. But I would want any sort of big single player experience on Valve at this point. And Portal Two was amazing. So was the first one. It was. But hasn't everyone gone now as well anyway that like made games at Valve? I mean, it's no, just no, 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 no. One of the writers came back, which oh, means really? that he's just finishing off Half-Life 3 and then he'll be off again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, so you wouldn't want another Portal game, Sean? Um, I don't I don't know what I would want from another Portal game is perhaps what I'm saying. Um, More Steven I, Merchant? I, no, see, I thought he was a bit annoying in Portal 2. <laughs> Yeah, Stephen Merchant means Stephen Merchant. I mean, he had some yeah. funny lines, it, but it was very much that sort of role. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just yeah, I, I feel like Portal was very good and can now just exist as it was. If you know what I mean, I don't, I don't feel like there's anything new unless they like you know they did the whole thing of like ah the Portal gun is now in the Half Life universe properly and it's Portal gun but also shooting. Um, and that you know that became like a cool sort of puzzle stroke action thing that would be interesting so i guess i've just answered my own question yes i do want portal 3 you do, yeah i mean well, do you know breaking news oh my yeah. god what well this is related here we to go something port- big like, okay like, i can know james james last time we did this right it was breaking news and a shitty story you'd already mentioned in the news <laughs> so i hope to god this is a property someone i'm ready let's go okay okay here we go yeah so portal left yeah. for dead yeah what? The writer of this uh, yeah. has co-founded a new co-op game studio with with uh, with the right games designer, uh, Kim okay. Cole. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Cool. That's just happened. First <laughs> big announcement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going right. to stop getting excited for your breaking news events. Yeah, well, sometimes exciting stuff happens. This wasn't one of those times. This, this was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like... It, it, like all we all we want, right, is a new Valve IP. Like even that, as like an E3 announcement, would be pretty fucking exciting. Like, oh my god, a new IP from Valve, Mario's chosen gameplay. I mean, rather than a logo, imagine Microsoft had that as an announcement. That would that would be Megaton style, wouldn't it? It would, but it's not going to happen. Just buy Valve, Microsoft. Well, announcement <laughs> exclusive. I mean, obviously Valve like were big into gaming. They had that partnership with PlayStation when they had like Portal with like Steam Link. Or, no, yeah, Steam do you remember that when everyone's like, "Oh my God, Steam is coming to the PlayStation Three. <laughs> yeah. It's going to." It's like, no, no, yeah. that's no. not what's happening, right? Um, <laughs> what have we been playing, uh, Matt? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I've played a bunch of games. I think also James has played. Um, I, I was going to say a lot, lot of crossover this week, but yeah, with the Division Two. That came out last week. James and I have both been playing it. Uh, I've James about- sounds raring to go. 
Yeah, is, I mean, I've, I've played it for about three hours, maybe. Three okay. to four hours. Okay, I've put so about really five and a half in. I had Friday off, and I played all of Friday. Didn't have any server issues. Just played it. But my mate Joe is brilliant. I had a great old time. You've only played, what, three, three and a bit hours, James? Yeah, three to four hours, I think. What, I played what it, are you thinking so far? I played some of it on Friday, and then Friday night I hit it with my friends for a while. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got kind of mixed feelings about it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean... Matt, go on, tell us why it's really good. Um, so, uh, so the first one, um, I, I enjoyed when it stopped uh, for like a week while I was busy at work. When I came back, I couldn't play it because even two levels of of uh, of le- two level difference with playing with your mates, it felt like the scaling was terrible, and I basically gave it up, gave it up at that point. Which is a shame because I thought it was a good premise. Uh, this next one's out now, now, and um, I feels like it's just really, really refined. Um, I had. A great time playing it on Friday, uh, just exploring Washington, D.C. Um, the missions, although not terribly varied at this point, uh, were, were all fun. I think, the, I think the gunplay actually feels much, much better. One thing I have realized is that it's pointless ever hoping or believing anything will ever feel as good as Destiny. It just won't. Yeah. Um, and I, I just have to understand that now like no other game is going to feel that good but it's still i think it feels a lot better and actually as we're getting different different weapons much more upgraded weapons the gunplay is starting to feel much much better um so i, I think i think that's great uh i will say first of all i think it's really overwhelming in terms of all the menus oh, man, the, there are menus upon menus upon menus um, <laughs> and also like with any like new thing you've got in like a menu they like maybe new a new outfit or new gun attachment or a new sort of they got us um like menus which cover like the various uh, locations you've been in environments etc maybe you've picked up like an audio log somewhere for everything new that you've seen or accessed or obtained there's a little lot of orange exclamation mark um on on a menu at the top basically showing like a notification and honestly it was like the, the, within like five minutes after the first um, like tutorial mission, you do a tutorial mission, then you make your way to like the White House and stuff, and then you can basically join mates or play online with your friends and get on with the game from there. From there, I thought, you know, I'll stop for a minute. I'll just clear his notifications. You know, got a bit of an OCD about that. I just thought, yeah. let's get rid of the uh, orange, let's get rid of the orange exclamation marks. I mean, that took like 20 minutes. I'm not even joking. And at one point, I'm like, I think I might have broken it because I think I've been through every single option and there are menus upon menus upon menus, like five, six, seven menus deep. And I'm like, uh, there's still an exclamation mark. I mean, that's just, that's just me. There are a yeah, fuckload no, of mean, menus. No, Matt. I completely agree with you because I have the same sort of thing with this because, I mean, this is a particularly, like, Ubisoft thing, isn't it? Like, in the sense that they always just throw so much information at you, like, in terms of, like, written sources and everything, and they always have, like, all of, like, the lore and all that kind of thing. And with this, it's constantly flashing up new stuff for you to look at. And, I mean, Assassin's Creed, the earlier games did this as well. And it is annoying having that, like, exclamation mark all the time. And then, you, you like you said, you, like, click on it, and you're like, okay, I can clear some of these off maybe because it's just annoying having that exclamation mark right there. But then there's, like, about six or seven sub-menus, and then you click on one of those, and then there's another sub-menu of that with even more options. It's insane. There's way too much information being, like, pushed at you. I, I really agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would love a mark all as red button. Um, yeah. But it does it does do some cool things in the menus and and also there's like another sort of an email type thing in my mind where like when you can pick up like obviously loads of weapons armor attachments um like there's things like nine or so different things you pick up like new gloves 
you know, uh, trousers, tops, etc. And what's really cool is when you when you pick up these things, um, it's like it's like um, context menu appears when you see the item on the ground. You can, and, and there are tons of different options. Whereas in other games, it might just be you see it, you hold down the button, and you've collected it. On this, you can like you can loot one item from what you've seen. You can loot everything. You can compare it. You can press up on a D pad to see how that compares to what you've currently got uh, equipped. You can mark it as as rubbish. Almost, almost like like an email filter, like you can mark it like a spam straight away, and I think that's really useful because you collect an absolute shitload of items in this game. And the fact, it, it, I mean, it probably knows that you've got a, a, an absurd amount of things to to get your head around. The fact that you can mark items as junk, and then you can like click the right stick to suddenly sell everything or uh or you can dismantle or stuff dismantle or everything stuff, yeah. I, I think that's a really really great sort of um bit of functionality admittedly they may have built that because of the way the game gives you so much stuff or all the menus but I, I think it is a really cool quality of life thing that you can just say whenever i guess like okay, okay i've got like a new gun or got like a new mask or uh, you know boots or whatever it is uh or holster i'm like okay is it as good as what i've got currently am i gonna need it no mark that as junk uh, and I think that, I think that is like a really cool like quality of life thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I've just been I've just had like an absolute blast playing. I mean, my I may go because I only played like I played like five or so hours on Friday and haven't really had a chance to go back. I played a little bit before the pod tonight, but um, there was there was an awful awful lot of stuff to, to do in this game. There are um, so loads of submissions, tons of things to upgrade, to look at, to earn people to meet like NPCs, and like they've got their own sort of like. Uh, uh, trees of like missions and upgrading this and the others. You meet more people. There was absolutely crap load to do. Um, almost to the point of being overwhelming. Like there's so much to see in, yeah. in this game. I mean, I really feel because I mean, Ubisoft games have always kind of been like this, haven't they? In the sense of you know they give you a map and there's like tons of icons and everything. But mm. the division has always felt like they take that to the next level you know where there's just like it's insane like the amount of stuff that there is that you can like and it's that i mean for me you get that i get that kind of paralysis of like what do i do next like this is i know you you like you you can go through like primary missions and all that kind of thing you know through the um inventory but it's still yeah i mean i'm five and a half hours in and, and even now i'm like there's almost so much to get your head around i'm just gonna just Detach my brain. I'm just going to do the missions or submissions, rather yeah. than like thinking, "Oh, hang on, do I upgrade this? Do I keep this?" You know, there's even like the guns. I find a bit confusing because it's not like this is a better gun. Swap it. There's like there are so many different like. Um, well, there's lots of variables, isn't there? Yeah, there's, each one, so there's like, like there's damage rate. There's amount in the clip. There's um, there's like a, a speed you're firing. There's also like. Uh, round trajectory and like I come in actual terms for these things, but it's not see, just like okay, you see like there's a green and red arrows. So pretty much yeah. every gun you get, it's like well that's green, that's red, that's red. It's like well how's this compared to what I've got currently? So right now I'm basically mm. saying does it do more damage? Yes, I'll, I'll 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 use this now, and that's probably <laughs> not the way to do it. And I'm sure when it gets to the end game and maybe you've got a full crew of you playing, you're all going to say, well, I've got this gun. It's not as powerful, but it can fire faster. Someone else in the group has got the damage that we need. So I'm sure that sort of level of granularity is going to be really useful and important as you get to the end game. But for now, I'm like, well, there's yeah. just so many things to get my head around. I'm just going to say, is that more, does that do more damage? Brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll use that as my next gun then. I think you're, yeah, I think I'd completely agree with that because it is, in the beginning, it's just it is like information overload, but then definitely later it will be useful to have all of that information because I mean that's what it was like with the original division as well. Like it was 
really similar to that. And that that's why at the moment I kind of have mixed feelings about this because when we, I mean, let me first of all let me say it. I don't dislike this game in any way, shape, or form. I am enjoying this game. It's good. But what we played, I mean, you remember when we played it a Eurogamer and we played yeah. that mission which was you know like attacking that like there was like like down plane and everything yeah there was like big open space and like the shooting felt really good like it was just you know because you're in this big open area you like using abilities and stuff and i know that obviously that's just showing you like a a slight small slice of the game but so far there hasn't been anything like that really i mean i've only played it for four or five hours so obviously i'm i'm not that far in but so far, this feels so much like the, the like for like the first game. Like it really, really feels like the first game to me. Because I mean, I played like hundreds of hours of that like over you know over the the time it when it was when it was out, and I don't see a huge amount different in this yet. Apart from, I mean, the the gunplay is better definitely, and it doesn't have that thing whereby you're chipping like people's like energy bars off for ages and ages and ages. Like it is it is a lot better in that respect, but. It still doesn't feel, I don't know. As, it doesn't feel as good as that demo we played, like at the moment. But maybe yeah, that is just because we're we're such low level at the moment. I was so going to say, I mean, even in the five or so hours I played, I can always already the gunplay feels way better now than it did at the beginning, and I think that's because of the guns. And I think by the time yeah. I actually get to that that down Air Force One, I think it was that's what it was a down Air Force One sort of mission. You know, we will have tons of abilities, we will have better guns. I think it will. I think it will. Hopefully, continue to feel better in yeah. terms of gunplay. I'm just concerned that, like, the mission so far, I mean, again, only four or five hours or so, you know, in, it's like, they're very, like, similar. I haven't done anything, like, particularly yeah, yeah, they're, they're exciting yet. Well, but, I mean, but, I mean I've, I've had some, like, some great moments, even those, those sim- even those simple ones, like, you really do, I mean, just playing, like, cult with a mate on Friday, like, we felt like we really did have to use all of our abilities and perks and deploy them at certain times, and, uh, yeah, I, I, like they they can be quite same. What well, they're certainly same in the missions I've done so far. Basically, go mm. to a place, loads of enemies appear, shoot them, go up or down the floor, more enemies appear. Uh, so not a lot of variety so far, but the gunplay is still fun, and the, and the way those sort of battles uh, unfold is still fun, and the way we follow up, we've had to use our abilities and deploy them at certain areas. I, I think it's already it's good so far. Um, yeah. We're obviously so so early in the game. As well, I think. I mean, that's the thing. But it's also like you said. I you see. I've just come off of playing a lot of Destiny Two over the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, coming off of that to this, like in terms of like the gameplay, it, yeah, it really doesn't feel as good at all. Like that, it feels like amazing, like often, and, and this, I don't think that's ever. This is ever going to feel like that. But that's fine because this is a different kind of game. Like this is really different, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that after I've played it for 20, 30 hours or whatever, I'll probably feel quite differently yeah. about it. Well, what, what do you think about Washington compared to New York? Um, I don't know, you see, because I, I liked the original like the original setting, like with the snow and all that kind of thing. I thought it was mm. it was a bit different. This doesn't feel I don't this doesn't feel very outstanding to me, although it does it does look fantastic. Like visually oh, I, I think yeah graphically it looks really, really strong. The lighting and oh, there's so much detail in like the environments. Yeah. If you just like stop and look around it's like this is incredible what what we can see these days in terms of all the details <laughs> as well this is what was funny because i was playing it in my group and like we've been playing a lot of PUBG for a long time and then we <laughs> we started playing this and then they were like i'd forgotten that games can look like this and it's like <laughs> that they don't just look like complete trash you know like PUBG does and it's like yeah it's uh it is nice to play a game which actually looks good looks good for a change well, well there's, I- there's also there is also something about it though, like in terms of, I do feel that it sort of lacks character though as well. 
is is part of this. Like, as in, as in the environment lacks character. Not the environment so much. I mean, like in terms of like enemy types and that kind of thing. You know, it's just. I mean, with yeah, Destiny, I, I you know, agree. Got, it's all pretty it's, like there's there's just dudes to shoot. Yeah, it's it's. I, I don't find that quite as exciting as like when you got something like massive and weird coming at you. You know, and it's like that you could have like or whatever. It's it's not like that. It's I know it just. It, I don't feel that's that's the only thing with that. Yeah, so I mean, far, I, I would say like story wise, so far there's been cutscenes and there's been you know there's I'm hearing like this sort of incidental dialogue around the place and there's uh, there's loads of like audio logs you can pick up for sort of environmental storytelling and this and the other I will say all that is so far at least really really uninspiring and I'd say it's also dodgy isn't it like when you start I mean I've been reading about what other people's opinions about this and it's kind of true it's like yeah, they've decided, you know, these are the goodies and these are the baddies, but but then they make this big thing about how, you know, everyone's trying to survive, but it's just that these are the bad ones and these are the not bad ones. Yeah, these are the it's, bad guys of guns, I, I these mean, are the good guys of guns. <laughs> you see, yeah. just from playing the demo, it was it was very like oh, by the way, the bad guys with guns are just like fucking torturing people for no reason and killing innocents and uh, like there was no subtlety to it whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> um which just seemed a bit unnecessary. Like in that, like that sort of situation, the people you want to worry about are the ones who act like they're protecting you, but are actually screwing you over. Right? Yeah. Like it wouldn't just be as obvious as like, like if you're a criminal and a situation like that happens, you don't just be like, oh, brilliant, I can just be a murderous, you know, dickhead who tortures people. Like it's more likely you would try and establish like a position of you would use that to establish a position of power, like which you'd be more likely to do through actually helping people a little bit whilst being a twat on the side. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah, but that's totally like it's no division good. Everyone else, yeah, mad. Like it's just, <laughs> and it's like I mean that's the thing because you got like you know you're all this all you're this sort of government you know quasi government organization that seems to have like a monopoly on violence. You know, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that it's they're fine. It's it's fine if we kill loads and loads of people, but not fine if they do. It's yeah. um, yeah. I mean, it's because it's partly that thing, isn't it, about how they keep not wanting to engage in politics at all, like with with any yeah. of these games. But then sort of implying setting... that they will in the marketing, and then the game comes out and it's not there. Yeah, whatsoever. it's such a yeah. shame. Like I, I want that be a bit more of an edge if it were to do that. But... Yeah. yeah. Well, also because they're setting them in these environments which are like very very political. political. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're just like pretending that they're not. It's it's very odd. I, I don't know. I mean, I know what they're doing. It's because they're trying to avoid upsetting anybody yeah. um, by doing that. But in the end, it uh, it does feel a bit a bit odd, really. Mm. But as a game, it's enjoyable so far. I mean, yeah. Give me um, another I, twenty hours. I've heard some people so. complaining about the fact that if you're say walking around uh, DC and you're or Washington and you're sort of trying to get from mission to mission, and it's, it might be annoying when there's like packs of enemies. Like firing at you and stuff. That hasn't really bothered me at all so far. And actually, I've actually been really impressed with how alive the world feels. Mm-hmm. It feels like around every corner there is something that that could be happening. It could be like a bit of wildlife. There's like tons of dogs and and rats and all sorts of like crazy See, that, things. That doesn't feel any different to me than the original game. Like all of that. Like because that was what it was like in that as well. Like you just go from area to area and there's like mobs or whatever or yeah. things happening. It doesn't feel so different. That's. I mean, that's why. I mean, I've been surprised. I mean, I'm not. I've been surprised by the incredible positive reaction that I've read about this. Like, you know, from think like the Armut forum and stuff like that. Mostly because 
it doesn't to me it doesn't feel that impressive but maybe because this is coming off the back of anthem and um and this is like this actually works and it's really solid and it's yeah it's, that's the thing like, like i was i was thinking about this the other day i mean like we're with plenty of games i mean destiny is one example it feels like with destiny 2 they tried to like redo so much and actually the fans wanted something different and they've gradually like rolled it back to a lot of the things that destiny wanted so well and then for this it feels like they haven't done that i mean i'm, I'm sure they've done like a million changes under the hood and there are like those changes and maybe the end game will show those changes but it actually feels like they've played it a bit more safe but that's probably a more sensible option they're like well mm. we've changed the environment we've we've tightened things up and actually they haven't had to like re you know they haven't had to like rewrite the reel or they haven't had to like totally change anything and that's meant it's actually really stable really solid there's tons of like things to do and unlike most of these other sort of games of service launches where it totally screws it screws it on the week on on the opening launch weekend and people can't get in or there's nothing to do, it feels like they've just they've they've learned so much from the first one and obviously that had a bit of like a turbulent sort of, you know, first like year or so with you know, if it feels like it feels like I, I know at the time they there was like huge patches and everyone's like actually Division 2 has totally changed and it's been fixed and people love it again it feels like they've taken that they've learned from that and they've built on it rather than totally starting again with Division 2 and that's probably mm. why I've seen loads yeah. of think pieces actually like it's just a really good solid launch that works and there's loads of yeah. loot and there's loads of <laughs> things to do it's a novelty now it's yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it is weird that that has to be like actually guys this is a launch that actually has launched properly yeah, it's not um, broken Oh, but, they haven't got the whole sort of like, here's our roadmap to when the game will be fun. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, but, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but, but in terms of the environment, I, 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 think, I think the environment's great. I mean, I, I don't mind going around the corner and seeing some enemies. You can often just go down another alleyway and avoid them. I think it's cool seeing all of the other, they're not called survivors. What do they call it? The people who are collecting like water and materials and stuff. Do you mean, do you mean the baddies or the, or no, the, no. the ones I mean, that I mean, are okay? I mean, the other good guys you see, like the green... Um, green triangles over their heads and like you see them around the world and you can like you can escort them and you can help them collect materials water or metal or whatever, whatever they do and there's loads of dialogue and say oh look there's an agent helping us it's you know and it, I, you feel quite alive it feels like quite a live world in, in that regard mm-hmm. I, i'm actually really impressed i think that the world feels really good um, i need to explore some more yeah i i, I cannot wait i i, I really desperately want to find out the time to play it i played a little bit before the pod tonight, I'm gonna try and play as much as I can. Any sort of like, free moment I get, I just want to just play it and play it and play it and, and learn more, see more. But so far, I'm I'm really impressed. Um, yeah, I think it's excellent so far. Uh, I mean, who knows where we'll be when it comes to the end game? But so far, so good for me, and I'm loving, see, this is, loving playing it. I mean, this is a game that I'm going to be playing probably only like once or twice a week or whatever, but for probably like six months or so. You know, like. It will take me ages to get to the end because I only play with like one group of people. But um, I, that's why I'm looking forward to this because it just looked like there's a lot there to do, and it will keep us in, you know, yeah, keep us away from PUBG for a while, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that's finally sure deleted to do. it, and I, there are like a play raids as well, and yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 a bunch of people I follow on Twitter and stuff like they, they, they've all hit like level, they've all hit level cap over the weekend, they've hit level thirty, and now they're sort of grinding for the end game. And uh, I don't think the first raid is out yet. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm excited to play more, and I can't wait to get keep rising up. Basically, mm-hmm. the other game cool. we played, and we both played James, is the Red Strings Club on yeah. Nintendo Switch. This this came out on Steam, I think, a while ago, maybe last year. Okay, um, but now on on Switch, uh, it's another uh, Devolver joint. I can't remember the name of the developer, uh, but what do you think of the game, James? I absolutely love this game. 
I <laughs> really, really <laughs> loved it. I mean, it's um, it's it's a kind of would you say it's a graphic adventure? I suppose it kind yeah, of is. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's again. This is another game, and I hate doing this because we do it every. I do it every week when it comes <laughs> to these games because I like narrative games. But it's really difficult to talk about this without spoiling stuff because. Okay. It, I mean, it does feel. I mean, somebody. I'm going to steal this off somebody off Twitter who I I haven't got time to check. Who because I, I tweeted <laughs> I that I finished it. Him. Yeah, and let me see if I can find the person. Okay, we're do, just by doing that. Yeah, so this is um, it. It was. It's basically a cyberpunk adventure game. Cyberpunk that is, and it's made by Destruction Team, one word, and published by another. It's another developer game, which is also excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've I've had a I've had a great fun. Actually, this came out on January 2018 on on Steam, but it's just okay. came out last week on, on on Switch. So it's not not going on the game of the year then, uh, list, then lads. Oh, Fuck yeah, that's <laughs> you're totally right. It's better totally not be that good. Yeah, but, but no, I, I've uh, so I mean, how much can we? It is annoying because I just want to talk about all the best bits. And yesterday when I was talking to James <laughs> about how much I've really enjoyed this game and I'm like, I really want to talk about this really cool bit towards the end but we can't mention that we can't mention this can't mention that yeah. um, I mean it's it's partly because it you see that you see it's not a game where you make decisions which will then you know that creates like branching sort of uh, you know sort of choice you know sort of uh, outcomes mm-hmm. really mm. but it does feel like the choices that you make have an impact and that's why it feels so interesting because Especially when you come towards the end of the game, and then you suddenly realise that a lot of the ideas that you've had, a lot of the sort of the input that you've given, has sort of it hasn't really shaped where you're going because obviously it's kind of like it is predetermined, but things sort of everything slots in to place so well that it makes you it makes the playthrough feel much more sort of like yours, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that I mean because I mean the thing is I mean as we said it's like a graphic adventure game you play like a couple of different characters throughout the story one of the characters you play is like a bartender and the bartender has to like mix drinks for the people that come in and you do this to try and sort of find out information from them so it has this really interesting sort of mechanic whereby you have to mix the drinks and there's like a silhouette of the person and then on the person there are like these different round like sort of points which like sort of circles on their body and each of these circles represents like different emotions like one of them will be say something like sympathy one of them will say fear the other kind of thing and then by mixing by putting the different drinks in you can move um this circle so that then it will match their feeling and then that creates the drink and then they'll drink it and then depending on which option you've gone for, like which emotion you've gone for, you'll get a kind of a different response from them. So I, mean, I will say that, that that was easily the worst part of the game. Because it's so... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that, Matt. No, no, because it's so, see, I, so fiddly. It is fiddly. It, it, is, is, it is very fiddly. I mean, but they, then they once turn get... sensitivity down. It's ridiculous. So yeah, as James said, basically you have like um, a number of spirits in front of you and you can mix up vodka and tequila and bourbon and, and there's some others as well um, and basically each of the, you have like a recipe book and it says you know like bourbon raises your spirits so that that moves this like this little cursor up um, tequila might basically tequila might be left and Vulcan might be down and so basically like you have to you go over you move your cursor you hover over say the Vulcan bottle you press A and you've grabbed the Vulcan bottle and now uh, with A held down you basically move the left stick to essentially move uh, to to change the angle of the bottle uh, and then the liquid, the Vulcan, say in this case, comes out of the bottle. But it's all it's all very, very physics based. Yeah, and so I mean, 
I, that is incredibly fiddly because it's really, really sensitive. You could say, yeah. okay, well, I want to, I want to pour the vodka in this glass. You have like a little tumbler to, to put a little like glass to put the vodka in. You're like, hold a, you'll move the bottle of vodka up and then you think, okay, I'll, I'll then like use a left stick and like, you know, uh, rotate the, the bottle so the liquid comes out. But then that could be like spilling everywhere. Or you see, have to like, okay, like then move the bottle and like, because the trajectory of the liquid coming out of the bottle is a little bit different to how you expected it. So you'll move it a bit. It, it, it's, and then, and so then basically you, you mix this drink and then you basically mix in as you put, say, more vodka in and more bourbon in. A little cursor move up and down, left and right. So it lines with one of these emotions and then you press serve and then you serve a drink. But it, it, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly fiddly and sensitive. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. It is definitely very fiddly, and it is very sensitive. I mean, it it's one of those things where I think after I'd spent some time with it, you do get used to it, but you still have to be very conscious of what you're doing all the time. And it's you yeah. know, like usually, you know, usually with games, it's like you know, you figure out how to do something, and then it becomes like second nature, and you don't even think about it. You just like you know, press the buttons or whatever. With this, you really have to concentrate, like when you're sort of pouring stuff out. And the fact that this came out on PC. Like last year makes a lot more sense because this clear this really feels like it was designed for mouse, like mm. for yeah to be like oh, mouse yeah, controlled. Yeah, and uh, maybe that is one of the sort of the downsides because the other because I mean there's a couple of mini games that are like that. There's another one where you have to sort of craft um, these sort of uh, like statues. <laughs> oh yeah, and you I do this, forgot about that. Yeah, and you do this like on a lathe, you know, that's um like, no not <laughs> lathe, sorry on a on like a potter's wheel. That's like you have to like spin the wheel with one button, and then you have to use like this like these tools to sort of like fine cut this like statue so that it looks the same as like what it's supposed to. And that's the same like that is also in the beginning was quite frustrating when I first started playing. See, it that sounds really interesting, but I, if it's a pain in the ass, then well, no, no, I, so I, I found that one. I found that one much more interesting. Also, you can change the music and you can have a different, yeah, that, different vibe yeah. when you're doing it. That, that, that is way less. It's um, it's way less fiddly. It's still there's still like an element of sort of sensitivity, but you, you, it's much more clear about the controls and what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And you can like, as James said, like change the shape of the device you're using to so you can have like a a, a flat thing to put into this 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 shape to to change but basically it's, it's obvious what, what tools you're using basically and that mm-hmm. was I actually really enjoyed them like okay it's quite a relaxing little moment and I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed you know creating the shape for from from that spinning potter's wheel uh, it was a lot less fiddly than the, than the drink making but I, I really enjoyed that as like, a, as like a different mechanic but you can absolutely tell it was built for, for, for keyboard and mouse for sure mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, the game it is very interesting because I mean, it, it focuses on like you know the idea of like you know what is humanity and what do you consider to be important you know for you know to be consider yourself human you know that it's the typical sort of cyberpunk kind of thing, but it is done very very well and um, yeah I mean I I definitely would recommend it if you like narrative style games because it's it it's different enough um, that it feels. Um, yeah, that it feels worth. Yeah, worth I think. At. I mean, you come to into contact with a bunch of different characters, and I think all of them felt really, really well written. To the point yeah. where, after when I finished, I'm like, I would absolutely love another game in the same universe with like some of the same characters. Or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I thought even some some of you talked to barely at all, and I'm like, yeah. I would love to know more about that person. I think that the I don't know if it's the way the dialogue's communicated or maybe it's all like sitting out making making drinks or the story, but the way it comes together, I was really impressed with, um, I don't know if it's necessarily like the quality of the writing, it's just, 
I don't know how that with like the vibe of the atmosphere and the music and it is all which was all so, that was all spot on. Yeah, I it mean, all works so well that I was like, I would love to see more. This is clearly just like a. I mean, I think it took me like three or so hours. It's clearly like a. It's a three-hour indie game. It's one and done. But I would love to see more about this sort of, uh, this sort of uh, story in this universe. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked up. I mean, you can you can play again because obviously you can try and make slightly different decisions to see how things sort of pan out. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I did feel kind of sad when it was over because I just thought this is a really nice world. They well, not nice world. It's a horrendous world, but it's an interesting world they constructed here. And uh, yeah, it's a, it was a shame when it was over because it is it is short. I mean, it's like two and a half, three hours, as I said. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, but it's definitely really worth your time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, like I, said, I, this is out on Steam. Out. So you, someone, someone yeah. listening may have already played the last. It came out last January. So, uh, but and I think maybe honestly, I mean, I'd like to see what it was like on Steam because I think it'd be way less fiddly. But I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed playing on Switch, and I, I don't, you know, I wasn't ever going to get on Steam. But uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's certainly it's a memorable game. Like I've, I've still been thinking about it. Like you know. After I finished it for 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 a time, and I yeah, me too. It's made me want to like watch other sort of cyberpunk films or read books or uh, or graphic novels. I just want to have more of that sort of universe. Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's made me really want to get it back into that sort of stuff. But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Have, have you heard of it cool. before, Sean? Uh, I hadn't. No. Um, other than yeah, it's it's the new Devolver gamer on on the Switch, so it's probably really good because that's, that's Devolver their put whole out thing. A non great game on Switch. They, like, they actually, are, they if you look at um, like if you go on Steam and you look at everything they've put out, there is actually quite a lot of shit there. Um, I think like they came a point where yeah, they just basically Hotline Miami onwards. They suddenly became really interested in quality control, and like yeah, pretty much since then everything's been really good. Um, Oh, that that yeah, that's I think that's right. Like I, I remember there was a there was a Devolver sale on Steam, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, they're going to go through their back catalogue and find loads of amazing shit." And there's just a lot of not bad games, but just like quite average stuff that you'd ignored and didn't actually realize it was Devolver. Um, but yeah, like they just it's like especially like if you're just a Switch owner, like Devolver are totally synonymous with very good games at the moment. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fast becoming one of my favourite publishers of like stuff because it's I I look out now for when their new stuff's coming because yeah yeah it's so good yeah 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 but yeah if you want like a yeah like two and a half to to yeah three and a half hour a narrative adventure I, I heartily recommend the Red Strings Club that is, that is exactly what I want so uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you'll probably be hearing like, more about when this I heard next about week. the game I thought this is I'll settle in this is brilliant and uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I was cool. impressed. I'll tell you what. I enjoyed this more than I did Life is Strange, like the Life is Strange 2 yeah, the most recent episode. We need to get Sean to Fight play it, talk. James. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> I might, I'm just going to have narrative week, aren't I? I'm going to try and do Life is Strange and then this, and then we'll just go into the Life is Strange spoiler cast with just like, oh, I wish we were talking about the Red Strings Club. Yeah, instead. let's do a Red Strings Club spoiler yeah. cast, eh? <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's a good game. Uh, cool. It tells what else I've been playing. Uh, Bloodborne still doing out on Sundays. I've got yep. to the free boss, the free witch... Okay, the three bosses in the Forbidden Wood. Um, oh, the Shadows of Yarnum. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah, I, I basically got to that right towards the end of last night's stream. Um, so I obviously need to get that fire guy killed because uh, he was doing my nutting and then get the other two done. But uh, now I've I've really enjoyed the Forbidden Wood area. Uh, I'm not sure if that's like a bit of a, a Marmite area. Some people in the chat were like, "Oh, it took me like a few hours," or yeah, everyone before I probably started the Forbidden Wood saying, "Oh, how many streams are gonna be stuck on this one, eh, guys?" <laughs> um, I see where they're coming from. Like I, I didn't. 
Um, I didn't dislike it, but it was a. Uh, it was hard going. I'm, I'm yeah, sure. I, I, I've I've loved it actually. I mean, uh, those mm. like little spider and uh, little snake enemies are a little bit annoying, but I, I mm-hmm. thought it was a brilliant area so far. I haven't really got terribly lost, and yeah, mm-hmm. I've now now got to the boss. I know it feels like quite a long run from yeah. the most the closest bonfire to the boss. So apparently, once I get my head around it, it's not so bad. But okay. yeah, I've loved it so far. So I'm hoping to get those bosses done in the next stream on Sunday night, uh, cool. and also Resident Evil Two. So I'm uh, yeah, I basically think. And the chat seems to suggest that I will get Claire's B campaign done tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday tonight from mm. half past eight on Twitch.tv slash the computer game show, I'm going to be streaming this and hopefully get it off off my plate. But um, cool. Yeah, you gonna, what are you going to do next? Are you going to have like have some free time for a bit before you? <laughs> yeah, I would like. I mean, this this came up in in the stream on Sunday about what mm. I should do next, and obviously the discussion about all. Oh, you know, alien isolation stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And I said, what, is there a chase in a game? It was like, the whole game is about being chased, Matt. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, well, I, I watched them. And people were like, some people say, Matt, don't do it, you'll die. And other people saying, you should do it, it'd be fun. Uh, and I watched them through, I actually like I read, so also watched them review stuff yesterday, and people say, actually, mm-hmm. it was fine. But I think the IGN guy, the IGN person um, who reviewed it, said it's like 18 and a bit hours. And actually, the last, like, last half of the game, it's just, it's just a bit of a, dragon okay so i i don't think i'm gonna do that i haven't really got planned i would like to play something nice um alex kids on the list um <laughs> night in the woods is on the list uh, who knows but oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to get resident Evil 2 done I've, I've actually i've actually really enjoyed claire's uh, b campaign so far uh mr x is actually can i s- i guess it is spoilers oh, okay i it. mean i'm not bothered but yeah, some point. Anyway, uh, yeah. interesting things happen with Mr. X on Claire's B campaign. And uh, yeah, uh, I, what I'm doing yeah. is I'm basically watching playthroughs in a couple of days beforehand, writing as a notes and basically doing like a speed run. And I think it's a much better way of doing it. I've obviously done the original way where I've been scared and shit in my pants. And sure, mm. that happened a bit on, on Wednesday. <laughs> Not a fan of being chased. But um, yeah, I, I'm actually really excited because saying, okay, I've got to go here, get this, do that. And uh, yeah, but hopefully tonight will be the end of re2 it's been it's a great game i can appreciate how good it is but it's just too scary for me ready for it to be over yeah yeah that's it i mean <laughs> i think next week will just be division two but uh yeah that, that's that's me for the last week for sure cool uh i'll do mine quickly so uh last week uh so i'd yeah the last week on the podcast i'd played a bit of baba is you on the switch um i then streamed it for uh, two and a half hours yes you did this had... is such an entertaining stream <laughs> i had a fucking brilliant time um it's i mean i haven't got a huge amount to add from last week other than um it's one of those brilliant puzzle games where like i know i know not everyone does this but i have to vocalize everything i think like i i hear it all in my head as I'm thinking. But Barbara's You is one of those excellent puzzle games where like I stop doing that because there's no point. Like <laughs> like I've developed like this under like it's it's this so like it's so idiosyncratic and it works on its own weird logic that you've got no vocabulary for and it just and your brain just has to think about it on this level where you don't even you couldn't explain what your thought process <laughs> process is at any point um and like you know there's a couple of bits in the stream where we sort of try and people are saying oh if you maybe if you try this and i'm going no because then if if you make baba is key then key won't be there and key can't do this and this isn't open and that's closed and and you just these fucking nonsense sentences you come out with 
Um, yeah, on last week, so I watched um, a bit at the beginning, and then I had mm-hmm. to nip off something else, and then I came mm-hmm. back. It's probably like half, not, uh, no, um, maybe like 10 o'clock, so you've already been on it for a bit. Yeah. And when I came back... You were on the phone to Cammy. Oh no, maybe actually it was just for me. It was maybe just before that like, you were on the phone to Cammy because he was in the chat, and it was um, and then you were like, "Well, Han is Baba is keen, you is rock," and I'm like, "What? Yeah. What the fuck's happening in this game? What have I missed?" And like, I yeah. gradually got my head around it. But then uh, when you when you you had Cammy in the chat saying, "Look, it's obvious, do this," and he's like, "Fuck it, just ring me." Yeah, because uh, I knew he was wrong. I was like, "No, Cammy, what you, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work." So yeah, so then he phoned up and then realised that I was right. <laughs> yeah, because he was in the chat saying, look, this is how you do it. Oh God, this, this is how you do it. And then he came on and was like, so, oh no, wait, no, you can't do it that way, can yeah. you? And then like, everyone <laughs> in the chat was like, oh, God, killing themselves, dying of laughter. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. And it was just, yeah, it was really nice playing it like with people in the chat sort of assisting as well because um, I was like quite bad at it at times. But um yeah, oh, I, I think it is an incredibly smart game. It definitely, like, the earlier levels, you're like, oh, man, this is so clever. Like, I'm, you know, I, I'm never really sure if I'm just doing what was intended or am I, like, just totally breaking the game, um, which obviously in a roundabout way is also intended. But you're like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not doing, like, the most obvious way to solve each puzzle. And then as it gets harder, it's like, you're just like, oh, I I think I am just doing it the way it was intended because I'm too stupid to think of anything else. Um, so that sort of magic of like, that, that sort of thrill of being like, oh, I'm not even doing it how I'm supposed to. I'm just totally fucking with it. Like I've gone beyond, you know, like my understanding of this game is so brilliant. And then you get to the harder levels and like, you're like, oh no, just en- any solution will do, please, brain. Um, but yeah, I, I it's a fucking exceptional game. I properly enjoyed streaming it. Um what else have I played? I've but I've played a game on my telephone called Skyward Journey. So this is by a man called Dan, and his surname is spelled V-O-G-T, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Um, he made the very, very brilliant Data Wing. Um, which oh, is yeah, free- I'm familiar with that game, yeah. Yeah, so it's a free, that's a free phone game, and it's like a proper sort of arcade-style, I guess it's a racing game, um, but with this really interesting, like, you know, boost mechanic and stuff, and I would thoroughly recommend it. So I was thrilled when I found out he'd made a game that was a bit, um, like, it's not as arcade-y. It's, well, I mean, it, when you load it up, it says it's an art game, which maybe should have set alarm bells oh, ringing. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and basically, so it's like this top-down view and there's like the ocean in front of you um, and then it kind of starts scrolling upwards and then there's like these little islands with people stood on them who look kind of sad and there's these like seagulls flying around and you use your finger to draw like currents of like wind currents and that sort of guides the, the, the gulls around um, and if you guide them over a person... Um, the person like some like seagulls like spring out of them and then they look happy right <laughs> and then you keep doing like you keep scrolling oh there's some sad people guide the birds over and birds come out of them they they and then they're happy um and then when you get to the end of the your first like run um it then like goes through like and so you, you know you'll have like 30 or 40 of these birds that you've like released um and it'll focus on like sort of four or five of them and each one of them represents a regret that some, like, someone has anonymously submitted 
to the game. Like, uh, I don't know if what the process was for that. Like, if there was a, like, they just did it online or whatever. Um, I think it says, like, each one is a genuine regret, like, submitted by, like, an online friend or something. Um, and yeah, so the, the idea is that, yeah, you're guiding these, these goals around and they, they represent people's, like, you know, emotional burden or whatever. And then you're sort of, you're freeing them of it because they, they're opening up about it. And that, you know, that, that is helpful. But you sort of, I don't know, I felt a bit weird about it. I mean, it's not particularly engaging from a gameplay point of view. Not that it necessarily needs to be if, you know, it looks beautiful or it's got something interesting to say. Um, I mean, it looks okay. It's not, like, stunning to look at. You know, the music's really nice and the sound design and stuff. Like, there's a lot of reviews for it, people saying, like, I really enjoyed just having a shot of this before bed. I find it quite relaxing. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like that sort of game where it's, like, it, so it, it's pretty, yeah. pretty easy to get in and get out, is it? Yeah. That's all, like, um, five-minute game. Yeah, like, each, yeah, each run is just, like, yeah, sort of four or five minutes. Um, I think what the reason I felt weird about it is that so obviously, yeah, so at the end of the level, you, you read these regrets and they're often like, some of them are like genuinely like really upsetting and some of them are just kind of sad. And um, But you sort of like you're playing through it and you're thinking, oh, I can't wait to see what regrets I get at the end of this level. And what the fuck is that? Like, what a horrible idea. I mean, maybe this is just me. Um, but I found myself getting like morbidly curious about reading the regrets at the end of each level. And that felt really weird and distasteful to me, so I stopped playing it. Um, oh. And I don't really think that's what was intended. Um, but that, I don't know. That was the reaction I had to it. So that was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's free, so check it out if you want. Um, it is kind of an interesting idea. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I did not enjoy my reaction to it, I guess. Um, that's a shame, really. Yeah. I mean, I say have, have a go. See what you think. Um I just I I felt that like the way that the the regrets were used as the, almost like the reward at the end of a level, st- I just start I don't know just started to feel really weird about it. Um, the only other game I've played this week, so I was at a mate's this weekend and we played Towerfall, and the, one mean, of the greatest local multiplayer games. Well, ever. this is it, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get into what Towerfall is. I just wanted to briefly point out how upsetting it is that it's one of the best games ever made and it's been about two years since I last played it and we played it for about an hour and it was fucking brilliant and now it'll probably be another couple of years before I actually get to play it again with people. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's it's one of the, like, not only is it, it local multiplayer only, it's like you've got to have a group of people who are, like, really into it. It's not like something you could try and get like your family to play or whatever like if they're not really fussed about games it's not gonna work like it is pretty pretty hardcore i guess um but i just yeah like fuck just it it's this fucking amazing but entirely fleeting thing because it's so good but you so rarely get the opportunity to play it properly with people i mean you know if you've got like loads of mates nearby who you play games with locally on the reg that is a different story but that's that's not the experience of anyone i know no definitely um, not so, yeah. See, I've only played this like once. I played it with David oh, yeah. for about twenty minutes or so, but yeah. it was yeah. We, it, like you said, I think you need like a bigger group of people. Yeah, totally. Really you need like it. three or four people. I mean, the the Switch version, I think you can have up to six. Um, but yeah, I, it's, yeah, Tarful, fucking brilliant. Like it's an all timer. Um, and that is all I have to say about that. Uh, James, you had a couple more, didn't you? 
Uh, I had one more, which was I played them. I mean, I finished Tardy. You oh, know, yeah. the one I started talking about last week, mm-hmm. and I finished it and loved it. I mean, it's it's another sci-fi adventure game, but it's just the. I mean, it's the approach to puzzles that I really appreciated because it did that thing whereby every room that you go into, everything you need is there mm-hmm. to like figure it out, and it's just a case of sort of. You know, looking at things and you know, looking at it from different directions and things like that to try and figure all the different puzzles out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole game is basically you control a guy who sneaked onto a ship and it's been suspended in like cryostasis. Then you wake up and you find the ship's been like abandoned, mm-hmm. and your aim is to figure out like what's happened, get control of the ship, and it seems to be to try and get home. But mm-hmm. there's this like. It's similar to like with uh, the Red Strings Club, there's like this brilliant like sort of like moody soundtrack as well, like going on. It's like this sort of synth soundtrack, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. um, although I mean the story twists, I found they're a bit kind of predictable, but it's no less. It's still like really enjoyable for that because uh-huh. you can see see stuff coming, but it's still it's still really well done. Yeah, but it's just I mean I just I did really enjoy it because it, I mean, it's only about an hour and a half long. It's pretty short, mm-hmm. and it felt about just about the right kind of length and I just enjoyed it making me feel clever. Um it was nice. <laughs> it's yeah that because because the puzzles they they just make so much sense like most of them. I didn't feel stuck at all and uh you know just thought oh yeah that's uh, that works. It was it was really good. So I, I, that I mean it that I'd recommend that and the Red Strings Club if you want to go on like a narrative game. I was going to say adventure. yeah how, how do they stack up against each other but I guess yeah, they don't. It doesn't have to be a case of which one is best, as long as they're both no. decent in their own way. And this was cheap. I mean, this yeah. was, this only cost me about four pound or something, uh-huh. and on Switch. And I, I really would recommend it. I, I found it very interesting. It was, uh, it was very good. Cool. And the only other thing I played was um, Deadly Premonition, which I mean, yeah, I've talked about a bit. I mean, I got through the bits that I was, I was hating, and it started to enjoy the game again. But. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm I'm done at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to play through to the end. But um, how much longer have you just, got now? I don't know. <laughs> I've absolutely no idea. I don't know how. I mean, I'm I'm just mainlining it anyway. I'm not yeah. bothering at all with any of the like the side quests and stuff like that. I'm just doing the main story. Mm-hmm. But it is. I mean, it is on occasion really funny, mm-hmm. like unintentionally, especially because they got this character in it who is like this sort of sheriff guy, George, mm. and every time there's a death he's kind of responsible for it but by accident <laughs> and then it's like and then there's all these scenes where he's like he keeps on saying these like you know i feel i feel really bad about what's happened and it's like you should you just killed someone it's just like <laughs> and they're like it's not your fault george it's like it is your fault like on numerous occasions people have said to you don't touch that and then like repeatedly don't touch it and then he just does and it's um yeah it's very, it is very entertaining. I've, I've started enjoying it again. It's just, it's just the combat is the problem because, mm-hmm. I mean, two weeks ago when I was playing it, I, I played for like an hour and a half, and as I said, I just drove a car for twenty minutes in the rain mm-hmm. and spent ages like trying to shoot things, and it was really, really boring. Uh, but then, yeah, when it starts to get into the uh, the story stuff, really good. Yeah, cool. Right, uh, emails then. Okay, um, if you want to email us, it's a podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Um, Ian has, has emailed us and says, uh, in episode 142, Matt was talking about how he'd conquered his fear of horror games well, in order to complete the Resi 2 remake. <laughs> I'll never say this conquered probably <laughs> strong. I've certainly got... Grown accustomed to. Yeah. <laughs> It says, uh, this led him to believe he might have a crack at Resi 7 or Alien Isolation. Again, I didn't say that. Like, <laughs> the chat was saying, Resi 7 next, Matt lol. promised to play Resident <laughs> Evil 7 in VR. 
I, that's what I want. I want him to play Resident Evil 7 in VR. That'll be pointless. And like I said, I'll be taking the heads off every like 30 seconds. It's, I mean, <laughs> okay. In terms of when I, I said on last pod, oh, maybe I'll try in isolation. I said that. I think that was the uh, quote. Resident Evil 7, mm. no chance. Just saying that, no chance. Okay. He says, it got me thinking, in no some chance. horror... In some horror, much easier to do, is some horror much easier to deal with than others. I'm basically a huge coward when it comes to horror in most forms. I never watch those films, never play most horror games. I don't know how people actually play something like PT for enjoyment. It's literally my worst nightmare. I've never attempted anything like Amnesia, Outlast, or Penumbra. Is that right? Penumbra, yeah. Yeah, Penumbra, yeah. But the thing is, uh, my fear is very specific. I had no problem playing and thoroughly enjoying Alien Isolation. Loved the first Dead Space. Um, back in the PS1 game, uh, PS1 days, I enjoyed some of the Resi games, but never even played any Silent Hill for two minutes. And loved those early Alien franchise games on PC. So it seems I can enjoy horror and jump scares when it comes in the form of sci-fi or zombie schlock, but I cannot do ghosts and supernatural stuff like little girls with their hair combed over their faces, faceless nurses, etc. Am I making sense here, or do you think horror is horror and it's all equally nerve-shredding? Maybe Matt will agree with my thesis and might commit to a bit of alien, is- alien isolation streaming I know James is a double hard bastard so he'll probably have to sit this one out <laughs> uh, love the show lads, essential listening as always oh cheers um, I, t- I totally know what he means because like I've, yeah so I, I'm bad with scary stuff in general as everyone knows um, and yet Left for Dead is one of my favourite games ever and it wasn't like, like I was terrified of it but I it was the only game where I've understood like the fun of being scared. Um, like at, you know, like when you get, you know, grabbed by a smoker or whatever and dragged away from your mates. Like I was shrieking. Um, but it was, but it was funny. It was like, you kind of acknowledged how absurd it was that you were scared by it. If that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah I guess that's a good example. Cause I played that tons, uh, I, I, you know, when it, when, when it first came out and that wasn't scary for one second, really. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. But but I guess that's like a different type of. I guess because I was with mates as well, like playing it, so it's pretty different. But yeah, I think that's, that's like an action game with it, zombies yeah. in that. Was, there was no like element of horror in it for me yeah. or fear. Yeah. Um, and like Resident Evil Four, um, I I mean I don't know if people still like if people do consider that a horror game broadly. I mean to me that I just felt like, like a really horror. Like, exactly, yeah, to me that just felt like horror. a really good action game where like I was never scared because I knew I had all the tools to survive if i was good enough like it wasn't a case of yeah like it it didn't feel like oh at some point i might just get fucked over and that is scary like i knew the game was well designed enough that that was never going to happen um it freaked me out when i first got my head chainsawed off um (laughs) but um, yeah that would happen yeah uh i mean i guess like yeah people having like very specific fears is totally a thing because um, I mean, we know that anyway from day to day life, but also like, uh, was it Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii, where occasionally throughout the game you'd get interviewed by a psychologist and it would actually tailor the game to your fears. Oh. Um, and apparently, <laughs> that, yeah, apparently that worked really well. Like, <laughs> um, like people weren't even sure like what they'd said that had given away, um, like what their specific you know psychological hangups were. Um, but the game was definitely like successfully manipulating them. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, 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 so, I, was that was that like look at these two drawings and tell me what you see? Was that how it worked? Or it was? I can't remember. Apparently, it was all sorts of weird things. Like, so when you're being interviewed by by the psychologist, like it was in a first person view, and it was 
it was so it was like answers you gave to things but it was also like objects in the room that you appeared to be paying attention to like if you looked at his crotch too much it realized you were a bit weird about sex and stuff like that <laughs> um i think that's how it worked but yeah apparently that that was really interesting that was yeah that was on like the wii and the psp i think uh, mm. or the vita maybe i can't remember um, because you know that Until Dawn game where it's like the, it's like um, I never actually finished it, but mm. you, do you remember Until Dawn? It's like basically like it was yeah. sort of Life is Strange ish with like a yeah, it was like a, choose your own adventure, wasn't like, it? But it was kind wasn't of wasn't it like a psychiatrist or something in that game, and it asked you to give you answers about certain the, the pictures he showed you. Oh, I don't know. And that affected the game. Okay, cool. does that ring a bell? I, I, I don't know anything about the game, to be honest, because, again, scary, so didn't play it. Um, although I gather that's another one that actually is pretty good fun because you, you learn to view it less as, like, I am these characters and I want them all to survive, to, like, actually, some of them are dicks and and you sort of view yourself as the director of a horror yeah. movie. Yeah. And it's about, like, yeah, sort of getting some joy out of seeing the stupid, horrible ways people can get killed. Um and they they yeah. also did what was it the um the one where you all use your phones to play it? I've That's got it you? in a drawer somewhere. No. Uh, well, it was one what of those, but it was by the same devs, and it was like another horror oh, game. Yes, but it was I all... don't know what you mean, uh, but I don't know the name. Yeah, and isn't there? I think there's like two game modes: one where you are like all working cooperatively, and one where you can actually like fuck each other over. Um, that always sounded pretty good, but again, yeah, they getting, good, getting actually. four people in a room to play it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I I would quite like the whole like uh, psych, psychiatrist thing of Silent Hill. It's like, okay, what's this? Mm. Oh, getting chased. No, it, it's, too, it's, too, it's a butterfly. What's this? It's getting chased. No, it's two, it's two dogs. What's this? <laughs> oh, it's just fucking hell. Like, <laughs> suddenly Silent Hill is a chase game, even though that mechanic was never there before. Um, yeah, I mean, so are, are you just not scared of any... Uh, what's the scariest game you played, James? Resi 7? Um, I don't know, because, you see, I agree here with one of the points here, because, I mean, he says... That he's not scared by things like sci-fi or zombie stuff, mm-hmm. but cannot like doesn't like ghosts and supernatural stuff, and that's kind of where I'm at with these stuff actually. Like I like, that's why like Resident Evil doesn't really bother me that much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those sort of games don't really bother me that much, like Dead Space and all that kind of thing didn't bother me. But I don't like supernatural stuff. That always freaks me. out I mean, out what's a bit. the distinction like though? Is that the, with science fiction stuff there is technically like a logic to it, or yeah, maybe. Like it can sort think, of be explained, even if it is like bullshit science. It's still... and also <laughs> you can like put a shotgun in a zombie's face or whatever and right, blow yeah. it off. Whereas yeah. with a ghost, it's like, what's that? Yeah, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's going to work. You know, how can I destroy this? Basically, it's what you're thinking. It's like, I don't know if I can. So it's more scary. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's the unknown, okay. yeah, that kind of thing. Whereas the other stuff, I'm not so keen. But yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, because that's why I want to play Alien: Isolation because mm. I'm a big fan of the Alien, like series for films and you know apparently that's supposed to be very scary but um yeah i haven't tried it yet well yeah. you should stream out james that sounds like the perfect recipe <laughs> i think you know i should do that after i've finished deadly premonition because i'd like to play something good you know <laughs> or like you know very that i'd actually enjoy okay, so well, yeah. that's the next one for you yeah yeah stop, i mean I, 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 I mean i haven't said i don't like horror games like Rizzy 2 without mr x uh or the it, it, i'm so much calmer it's so much better <laughs> And it's it's cool going around, and yeah, you know, zombies don't do much for me. Like the music is pretty intense in the police station. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I'm okay. Uh, PT, <laughs> I managed two laps of that place, and then I had to stop. Uh, yeah, yeah I, just, I can't do. It. I mean, we've we've touched on it. I'm I'm pretty good. Like I 
probably not gonna be able to see us the new Jordan Peele movie because mm-hmm. my my little body can't handle it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next? Okay. Well, the the last email we got is from Futile Exercise, but it is focusing on the whole digital only future that we've already talked Let's about. Let's go. Quite no, a lot. Not forty five minutes. <laughs> that is <laughs> a futile exercise. Sorry, gone. Yeah. <laughs> But it's fine because we're. I think because we've got that Google event this week, so we'll we'll come back to this next week. I okay, think. Okay, when we actually know obviously what the future is, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. We'll know the future. But he has got an interesting PS. He says, "Any other plans for the website other than the podcast bits?" Waiting for Sean's cookery show and James's China chats. <laughs> I would love both of them, but the cookery show. Oh, we should do that. That'd be amazing. I am, I am well up for doing a cookery show, man. I just. Would it make sense to put it on a video games website? Maybe it would. It's not like anyone cares about me outside of video yeah, game it's stuff. Yeah, it's just be another series. We're expanding the TCGS network. So and, yeah, uh, the the yeah, be fine. No, that, would, that would be so good. What I would say, build what a camera in your kitchen, and you would basically yeah, just be a webcam. Me with a little, you know, the little Britney Spears mic. Oh, yeah, we um, should, you should do that. I'm you should definitely do that. Be up for You've that. got to wear a chef's hat as well. Oh yeah, so. yeah, I'll wear the full uh, the full kit. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I, I know you've got multiple webcams because you showed us in that uh, Texas Assist stream. So I'm thinking <laughs> like one above the pan. I don't know, yeah, if I just and if I just ceiling. like if I've got my tablet somewhere, I can just you know switch between the cameras as and yeah. when and yeah, yeah, yeah. be Brilliant. dead easy. Do that. Uh, so yeah, but well, basically we want people to tweet us or email us names for Sean's cookery show. That's happening. I actually know what it's going to be called already because I've had it. Uh, oh my god! So okay. This is well, <laughs> well, well, well. We'll save that then. Okay. And James's China chats. Uh, maybe. No, we should know. definitely do. I used to love our like, China chat on interface and the ones on this show. I, I mean, mean, there's a certain university. If you just go and study there, you'll you'll get some of James's China chats with you. Yeah, like say, yeah just so <laughs> just do that instead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, is that, uh, in terms tweets. of plans for the website, no, okay, not sorry. massively. We wanted it obviously out there, and then we'll sort of build build from it. But um, yeah, you know, I'm I mean, I know like in doing more. people had very kindly asked if we were going to do any writing, and I, oh, I don't know. Does anyone read things these days? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like when we've already got like the show and the streams and stuff, I feel like there's plenty of opportunities for the stupid noises in my head to get out. Um, so I haven't felt the need to write anything, but I mean, I don't know. But, but it's possible. Never, never I mean, never. That, that's yeah, yeah. why we wanted one. So we've got a place to put things if we want to do some writing yeah. or we want to, you know, launch a show. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, it's yeah. it's out there now and that's like the start for other plans, really. Yeah. Not that yeah, I've yeah. really got massive, massive amounts. Well, I've got, obviously, <laughs> I have got lots, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll it's see. possible, but... I don't know, we'll see what goes. Well, well, how about James does a cooking show and Sean talks about China? How about Yep, that'll that'll go brilliantly. <laughs> I mean to be fair, James is probably there just like biting my fist. I was gonna say, <laughs> I mean James on. can probably do a, a fine cookery show, but me talking about China's not gonna go so well. Well I'll what, just bring it back to Dynasty Warriors every time. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> cool. Dynasty Warriors, cool. which is an accurate uh, piece of history. Totally accurate, yeah. Well, right, uh, awesome. that's it for emails. Uh, let's go on to tweets. It's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter if you want to tweet us. Um, Thomas Lamafloff 42 on Twitter. With James doing a dry run of the news, what do Matt and Sean do by way of prep? Do they stand in front of their mirror rehearsing their killer lines so they have some snappy comebacks up their sleeves? Just wondered. <laughs> Sean, how many hours of practice do you do before the pod? 
Uh, I mean, not a huge amount. I'll be honest. Um, I mean, I used to like obviously when I used to do the questions, that was that was a bit of work. Um, but you guys have kindly uh, taken that on. Um, I mean, yeah, like obviously I make sure I scan through like the you know the show notes before we actually start and stuff. Um, the some of the news intros have taken a bit longer to put together than I'd like to admit. <laughs> I was going to say that's probably <laughs> the biggest amount of prep now, isn't it? Easily. <laughs> um, but no, other than I think other than that, it's mostly just off off the dome, mate. And you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so you're not doing like the whole like fa la 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 la, you know? You're not, <laughs> yeah, doing you know? yeah, my my voice uh, exercises and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's even though you yeah. So you, even if you're not consciously doing prep for it, I think it's you can't help but like think about it most of the week. <laughs> um, like especially like in terms of choosing what to play, like it's like I'm like I'm now making a real effort not to just play Destiny two every week because I'm aware that it does not make for an interesting show. For example. Um, so yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, my prep is constant. I mean, from like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's not like practicing in front of a mirror like James. Mm. <laughs> There's just loads of admin and like listening to the show the next day. Like, hey, what do I do wrong? How can I improve? How can I get better? Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm const- I'm. I mean, ninety nine percent of my thinking is about the pod. Frankly, I'm. I've got something wrong with me, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm not physically doing it in front of a mirror like James. No. That's just as yeah, it's just right off the dome, as, as Sean said. Uh, Adam Capone at Capone underscore Adam. I see that James has built the lab a piano. Uh, it's no update actually, James. But uh, can we please? I have... did actually, yeah. Yeah, so the piano's done, right? So yeah, it's done. Road boss next. I'm thinking about it. Well, and I, Ad- I, I was, I was thinking about doing a live stream of it because I thought it'd be quite funny just to like, just I mean, like Sean with the cooking. I just think he's just like leaving a camera there yeah. and then just like doing it i mean not expecting anyone's gonna watch because it would probably take me four or five hours or whatever but you know i thought maybe it says can we an update on the current status of labo robot cannot wait for the live stream to begin there you go i mean I, I would i would love that on like a saturday or sunday i mean i presume like, you know, there's, there's, you know, days you could probably do it saturday yeah. sunday afternoon start midday love that like this what's james build a robot yeah, it'd be nice to just have on in the background. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> sit and watch the whole thing intently because that'd be weird. Um, but to just, yeah. Yeah, it'd be yeah. nice. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll do it when I get back. <clears throat> All right, cool. Nice one. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it on a Saturday or something like that or a Sunday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I haven't really watched much Bob Ross stuff, but did he have some like nice music in the background? How's his... <laughs> I don't think so, no. Cause I think, That's like, what say, I can imagine. I think it was just him just speaking softly while he, he did his, his paintings, which is why loads of people got their first ASMR buzz off it. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. We could also, I mean, I could also, could I like ask for like a listener playlist or something, you know, for like, for the whole experience? <laughs> that could end in tears, James. I don't know what you'd be able I'm to play. I'm thinking like classical you... or some really like really soothing sounds in the background. Ah, but but mm. Twitch mutes it all because it's all copyrighted. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, that's, well, that's we'll find some royalty-free you know, pan pipes or something. Just, just game soundtracks and yeah, but yeah, just royalty free stuff. Or I could, I mean, we need to find out if the music from Deadly Premonition, if that's like open source or whatever, because then, you know, if I could just have those four tracks <laughs> for five <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> going around. Oh no, just that, that one, the acoustic guitar one. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be good with the guy singing. I'm excited about that. So the, that's <laughs> happening when James gets back from China. Well, the only thing is I'm worried about is I'm going to have to talk with Chen about this because I'm just concerned, like, with the kids, you know, if they're going to try and get involved and it'd just be awful. <laughs> it's just... This is going to be good. 
This is going to be great. Mm. I'm excited. Kurt Lewin at angry underscore Kurt. Which game will win best game of the year out of Trackmania, Zelda, and Astrobot? Obviously, those are the three that we've uh, denoted as the games of the year since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Trackmania, Zelda, or Astrobot? It's Zelda, yeah, it's it's Zelda, yeah. Uh, Zelda, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so what, what, number two? Astrobot, I'd say. Yeah, and then Trackmania. Yeah. Yeah, that's come on. Trackmania won by accident. It's like it was never going to be like number one. Wait, accident or democracy? I don't know. But yeah, I mean that, that was a pretty foregone conclusion, sadly. And those three, <laughs> uh, uh, Luke Summer, Luke Summer Hayes, uh, friend of bears at Buscar Lily on Twitter. Have podcasts become mainstream now? Is it no longer weird an alternative to like them? Was it ever weird an alternative to like podcasts? I guess people like what's a podcast. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I, I still have trouble explaining it to people at work and stuff. Like anyone, anyone over 40, I think it's it can be difficult. Um, although knowing our listenership, maybe not so much. I was so going to say, the days um, like there's a lot of our <laughs> listenership. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, has it ever, ever been weird an alternative? I don't know. I think I, like, I definitely thought it skewed to like people in their 30s now i i thought pretty much anyone under 30 just watches stuff on youtube or twitch rather than listening to podcasts but um i know matt you've been really interested in this this weird sort of rise in like actual paid podcasts oh God, yeah, like, like yeah. The, the business of podcasting in the last like year has is blowing up like clearly people seeing a huge opportunity like obviously podcast uh, sorry spotify brought podcasts into its service then uh two months ago they bought gimlet media and anchor for like two well they bought gimlet for like 230 million dollars anchor that was never really confirmed there are now like two major services one's called brew uh, b-r-e-w one's called luminary both of them are, is um what they both I, I know brew is difficult it wants to be like the netflix of podcasts i'm sure luminary wants to be the same but they're both basically premium podcasts sort of providers you pay a subscription you get um sort of exclusive content from well-known podcasters uh and they're trying to build a real business model out of this thing and clearly you know if like silicon valley get involved and hundreds of million of dollars are getting involved with acquisitions it feels like the last like yeah year something's happening in podcasts that suddenly Mm. I, i mean i honestly reckon this is a hangover from when serial blew up Honestly, yeah, I think Serial right. blew it's up. like, oh yeah, people can actually do like a thoroughly researched, well produced. <laughs> so it's not that Serial was the first to do that, but it was the one that really got people's attention. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean, like, like hundreds of millions of downloads, and then they thought, and they suddenly realised, hang on, we've got like a captive audience, and you know, everyone getting like Mailchimp, and you know, like any advertisers yeah. on there, and they probably realised, and also there's like tons of like smaller podcasts or services, networks, and they're, they're you know they're, they're doing okay. There's, there is a business model out there, but clearly mm. these. These bigger boys have come in and said we can make some real banks. So it's it's crazy, really. But podcasts, yeah. I, mean, I think a serial has did and things like that. And also, my dad wrote a porno, and even things like Peter Crouch doing a podcast. Like they're clearly <laughs> way, way, way more mainstream. Every like you listen to yeah. Five Live or any sort of BBC network, and they mention their podcast every like five minutes on all the various apps. And it's just yeah, it's 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 super mainstream now. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously to me it's always been quite a grassroots thing, people doing it for a laugh um, and, you know, usually with no budget or whatever. Um, But then equally it's really refreshing to listen to things like um, The Butterfly Effect by John Ronson, which is, um, 
I think I think is it I think it might be free now, but for a long while it was you had to subscribe to Audible to listen to it, even though it was a podcast yeah. series and Audible do audiobooks, but you know, similar appeal, I guess. Um and it was like listening to it like, oh yeah, this has involved a lot of research and travel and money and time and could only have happened because there was money behind it. Like there's no way this would have ever, you know, occurred as a hobby project. Um so yeah, it, it's cool that we get stuff like that now. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the next like yeah, you know, twelve to uh, one to two years in podcasting. It could be like a, it could it could totally change. It's weird, mm. especially if you put like a Spotify clear thing as an opportunity. Apple have basically done nothing with podcasts since they said you can do podcasts on iTunes. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because you thought I mean they yeah. were in such an amazing place to be able to just like add a button that says like subscribe and pay like fifty p or whatever mm. you know for this, and it's like. They got all those people's credit card numbers on file. They got the whole infrastructure all there in place. Just don't care. Yeah. It's the same thing with like with like games and things like that. I just zero faith that they understand any of this stuff. Yeah, or, or Apple care. could have launched like a Patreon style service and said, Yeah, like we get thirty percent or ten percent or whatever. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. built it into to iTunes and their podcast app and yeah. Anyway, that's Apple for you. Yep. Okay, uh Mike Petit at Mike Oh sorry now he he he, is it Mike Petit? He it's is Mike, that, isn't it's it? Mike Pettit. Mike I believe. Pettit. Mike Pettit eighty nine on Twitter. <laughs> Finally called Red Dead to one of his top five all time games last week. A sentiment I fully agree with. So the question is, given a choice again, is it Red Dead Redemption Two or Astrobot? <laughs> this is obviously like this is the, the the decision we had for our game of the year episode <clears throat> last year. Yeah. Yeah. So is it Red Dead? Do, do I have to answer this? It's for you, yes. <laughs> It would have been Red Dead Redemption too. Shit! I mean, what that would have put us at deadlock, would it? I think yeah. it would. No, it would have. It would have tipped it over. I think. Okay, probably. Yeah. Oh, I would have been livid. I mean, I wouldn't have given up on that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't give up, and, and basically, yeah, basically, Dave had to concede. But um, yeah. but then I mean, I've, yeah, there's there's other rounds where I had to vote a certain way just because I hadn't played the other game. It's just yeah, it's one of those things. We're not we're yeah. not retconning the whole thing. No, no. It's, after yeah, I mean, also, the would never end. Also, I, I didn't really want to give Dave the win because he'd screwed me over with Detroit. Yep, so, fair enough. You know, there was I that. mean, you screwed yeah. yourself with yeah, Detroit. Yeah, you screwed yourself with Detroit. that, but he made it worse. Okay. Ben at Scientologist. What, in your mind, is the worst level in a great game? Two examples. Halo Combat Evolved had the library, which was duller than an actual place for books. <laughs> the one that came out of last night over uh, twitch.tv slash computer game show it, it basically in, like, in my Bloodborne chat there's basically loads of people discussing games good games and bad games uh, that doesn't say anything about the quality of Bloodborne play uh, definitely not uh, anyway the one that came out last night was Mario Galaxy 2 and that fucking bird stage I don't remember I never played that. Mario Galaxy 2 I love the first but never played the second one it's man what I've played of Mario Galaxy 2 like I think we said this the other week, but like, I assumed it was going to be a bit of a retread, but it's fucking not. Like, it's so yeah. good. So um, what's this bird stage then? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I got that far. Oh, Any idea, James? Worse. I don't remember. I mean, I've, I've finished it, but I don't remember anything being really awful. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm so sorry, Ben Simon. We've absolutely fucked the, we've, <laughs> we've, we fucked that. But uh, in terms of like, worst levels in great games, I mean... <clears throat> um... Like, I think. my first example is always the library in in Halo. That's just I just remember it that taking forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the um, 
fuck, which one was it? In Earthworm Jim 1 or 2, there was a really bad level. Oh, yeah, so in Earthworm Jim 2, the one we have to guide the balloon to the the finish point, and it's, like, completely different to the rest of the game, and it's really irritating. Either of you played this? Uh, I, I played yeah, Earthworm Jim when I was younger, but I have no memory of that balloon. Okay, so Earthworm Jim 2 is a, yeah, side-scrolling, you know, platformer and everything, but then there's this one level where it's, like, a sort of isometric viewpoint, and there's this hot air balloon with a bomb on it, and you're like your Jim on his his pocket rocket flying around, and you've got to basically bump this balloon all the way to the end of this like you know this course like through all these like mountains, and there's all enemies shooting at you and the balloon, and the balloon can't take too much damage or it blows up, and also it can just get knocked back really easily, and you have to just backtrack loads. And it's like massively frustrating. It's not, you know, like because it's it's only one level in the game. Obviously, they didn't spend as much time on it as they did the rest of the game, so it doesn't feel particularly good to play. Um, yeah, you can just fuck up and lose the balloon and have to start again, and it's shit. There you go. <laughs> sounds uh, fucking awful, actually. Yeah, you it's really terrible. That's my answer. <clears throat> Anything, James? Uh. There was the, the motorbike stuff in Bayonetta. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that actually stopped me replaying all of Bayonetta when it came out on the Switch. <laughs> mm. <laughs> really terrible. And so long. Like, as a, you know, it wouldn't have to be amazing if it was really brief, but it goes on for fucking ages. Yeah. There was that, and the other thing that I didn't like in those games was, you know, when they, they ever did those things with the uh, the gun turrets? Oh, yeah, turret sections, yeah. That was also irritating as well. Yep. Agreed. You got any, Matt? Um, nothing like that. I mean, my first one is, is, is always that Halo one. That's, that's always the one I go to. Yeah, um, that's Speaking of annoying things, uh, you probably haven't seen this, uh, Sean, but uh, Mike Diver said, people on Twitter are saying Mario Odyssey is bad and it's upsetting me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you haven't seen that, Sean, because it's all like this unpopular opinion business and it's just like, how yeah. can we say shit let's get do people's heads in. I mean like twitter.com isn't a bad enough place as it is yeah. now there's actually like hubs of like well actually I'm going to just find a really shitty opinion about stuff <laughs> but what, 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 what I mean loads of people say oh actually Odyssey's worse than Mario Sunshine there's some other stuff right but I actually loved Mario Sunshine I know it's the- so I never played Sunshine and I get the feeling I would actually enjoy it I know um, it's it's, like, it was good, but it had a lot of problems. The camera was really bad, okay. like in places. And uh, it, I mean, it's still it's a good game because it was a Mario game, yeah. but it was it was certainly not one of the best. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But it had so much so much charm. I yeah, I just thought that was brilliant. But uh, mm. anyway, I just thought I'd call it out. Uh, last one uh, for now, Alex. This isn't really a massive question, but I'll ask him. Alex at Alex UK. Question for the show: Will James be playing or trying out powered powered? Okay, how I, I wondered like, if it was a typo. It's not. It is Paraiso. Para- Paraiso, Paraiso Island. Island. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was Paradiso without a D. But yeah, Paraiso yeah, yeah, Island. A recently released um, Animal Crossing clone, free to play on PS4. I may give it a go, but I can't see me sinking too much time into it. But could be worth a stream. Have you? Did you see his tweet and look into it, James? I did have a look. It looks rubbish. Um, <laughs> well, that's so why it appears to be America only at the moment as well. I can't oh, find really? it on, on our oh, store. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's free, right. isn't it? It's got to be worth a look. Oh, come on. Look, you just look at the screenshots. They look terrible. I know. It, does, it just looks really garish, doesn't it? The art style is yeah. horrible. Um, but but that's why I think it'll be a brilliant, brilliant stream. It could be funny to stream yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I'll try this because that would be quite If there's, if there's any if sort of multiplayer here. functionality, we should totally do that. 
Oh yes. Yeah. I mean, I totally thought it was Paradiso Island, but yeah, no, because I because so I searched for yeah Paradiso Island on the store. It's like, oh, it's not coming up. Mate, it must be Paradiso, and then that didn't come up either. Um, but yeah, no, it turns out it's just not on the uh, the European store yet. Oh well, it's really easy to create a US account, so it is, and the game's free, so yeah. Tempting. Uh, yeah. That's it for tweets. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Um, uh, and we're doing some streams this week, as ever. Tonight it's Resident Evil 2 time. Hopefully, I'm going to get Claire's B campaign finished. That starts at a new slightly earlier time at half past eight over at twitch.tv slash the computer game show. That's tonight. On Friday, James is back for more drunken, deadly premonition. Friday from nine. Will you be drunk this week, James? Or. Uh, no, I'm going to limit that a bit because the next day was horrible. <laughs> it was not good. Okay, well, maybe maybe a couple, but not not the four bottles this week. Uh, that's Friday from nine. I'm back for Blub on Sunday. Sunday from half past eight again, a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm going to be tackling those those three bosses in the Forbidden Woods. And then Sean is streaming an indie game Tuesday at nine pm. That's all on Twitch.tv slash the Computer Game Show. Again, as Sean mentioned at the start of the show, if you've got an Amazon Prime account, you have got Twitch Prime. And it takes two seconds just to go over to our account over on Twitch. Give us your free monthly subscription that massively helps, and we really appreciate it. And if you've done it over the last like month or a little bit longer, it doesn't renew so again we're massively appreciative we went back and reapplied um reapplied the uh, the subscription do it while we're streaming Matt. we'll probably give a cheeky little mention as well so uh yeah mate can i have a question about this though All right. you can't do this can you through the mobile app you have to use the desktop site to do subscriptions is that a thing is that right uh probably i mean that is because i've tried it for 2019 but you you, you <laughs> might be right i mean i, I mean I the don't... twitch app is shit in general oh, was... it's so shit oh, it's awful. yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy impossible to find what you want at any point <laughs> yeah it, it's really the weird. worst i mean uh, i mean you, you may well be right but um just you know f- somewhat just find a way of subscribing yeah. uh, you, you figure must have subscribe out. on mobile surely that's <laughs> no they, they don't make it easy at all it's it's really irritating jesus wow. We're losing well, money over this. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. yeah, that's... I mean, this is why I've not bothered, because it's just... Yeah, yeah, just, just, I just set a reminder and then just do it. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> I mean, it's getting to going to desktop one, it's just hassling it. It takes two seconds. Just, you're on desktop for you at work. Just twitch.tv slash computer game show, bang. Anyway, yeah. we really appreciate it. Any of you listening, you do take the time to actually go to our Twitch page on desktop or tablet and, and subscribe. Um, yeah. uh, what, what else? Oh, yeah. And, and if you miss, miss them live, all the archives on our YouTube channel, search for us on YouTube or just go to Slash Computer Game Show on YouTube and all the archives will be there uh, often the next day. So if you miss Sean's or mine or James's, next day will be on YouTube or just go back to Twitch if you want to watch the chat. Um, that's it. Apple Podcast Reviews, I always ask. If, it, if, you, if you're in the air, if you want to have a podcast, it takes very, very little time whatsoever, but it does hugely help. And also just tell a mate about the show. If they're into games or you're into games and you think they haven't heard it before, please tell them about the show. We, we just want to get, we want to get the word out there. And it, it, yeah. So but that's about it, really. Just tell everyone you know about the show. Yeah. Oh my God. I almost forgot Rez. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Res, Saturday 6. Last week I had to cut the audio in. It was really obvious. You know? Not doing this week. Yeah, so Saturday 6th of April at 4pm we'll be doing a live podcast on stage at Res. You just need a standard day ticket uh, to get in to see us. You don't need anything special. Just get into Res and you'll be able to see us from 4 o'clock. Um, Dave will be there. Uh, so that'll be cool. We'll have a little reunion on stage. James won't be there. 
so that'd be sad. But uh, yeah, come come to Rez, see us do a live show on stage. And after that, from half past six in the Mineries, which is a pub near Tower Hill, we'll be having a little bit of like a meet-up. So come over for a chat and a drink or cuddle, whatever you want to do. You don't even have to have gone to Rez. If you're not going to Rez, but you still want to come and have a chat and say hi, please do come down to the Mineries from half past six on Saturday, 6th of April. We're looking forward to seeing you. I'm looking forward to Rez. Yeah, mate, it's going to be good. I'm excited. So look, when you when you click on like switch to desktop mode, oh, great, still in doing. the in like Twitch.tv, right? Yeah. You think, okay, I'll just switch to desktop mode, then I can subscribe. Mm-hmm. It just opens the app. It's, just, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, no, no. So 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 I, basically, I do that every day because just checking stuff. So I, I go to Twitch.tv, and if I go to, if I open desktop site, it does open it in desktop. It doesn't open the app for me anymore. Yeah, if you're on a desktop, no, no, on my, phone, on my phone, on my phone. This is ridiculous. You must be able to set the preference somewhere. But this is not good radio. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, thanks James, for listening. If you go to oh, God, share God. at the bottom and then do desktop site, that's where it works. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing that now. It's, it's okay, fine. Well, it's well please that. subscribe, James. <laughs> right, I'm subscribing now, Matt. But if you do it, if you do it on, the, on to Sean's stream tomorrow, you get a shout-out. Yeah, mate. Save it. Oh, sorry, oh, no, I did that. Right. Sake, James. I did that last Tuesday when my software light went out, and I was like, it didn't even, it didn't even come off on the screen. I was devastated. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't work because yeah, it definitely was, does sometimes. Because like, sometimes sake, I'll be playing and they just hear the podcaster. Is it the which one plays when someone actually subscribes? Is that the Ramallah Patar one? Uh, yeah, I think probably. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I just hear that in my ear, and it's a like, fucking hell. Yeah, I was like, um, oh, my favorite podcast is streaming. I didn't even get a shout out. <laughs> right, cool. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, have a nice week. Let's watch the streams. Give us money. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm quite tired. Um, yeah, cheers. Uh, thanks for letting us be natural. See you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Did you hear that when the video started playing? It's... (laughs) Sorry.